Hello? Hey, Coffee Doug, it's Aaron. Aaron, how are you, pal? I'm good. I just got done watching this movie, 976 Evil, and I had an urge to call you to see if you've seen it. Dude, I just got finished watching that very same movie. Man, that's kind of creepy, because I got Chris on the other line. Chris, have you, have you seen this movie? I have seen that movie, and it's fantastic. Whoa. I think we should do a podcast on it. What do you guys think? Yeah! All right, first time the four horsemen are going to join up and do a podcast for panel style. Nine seven six evil. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad, they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. Today is a very special day. It's a first for the Horrible Horror podcast. With me is not just my co-host and best friend, Aaron Southworth. Aaron, say hi. Hello, everybody. How's but it going? we also have the an all-star panel of Horrible Horror guests. We have our family members, Mr. Coffee, Doug Jones. Howdy. And Mr. Chris Samples. Hello. So this is our first four-way on the show, and today's movie is a 1989. Once I you have one four-way, you never go back. Exactly. Right. <laughs> we can maybe say it's a fearsome foursome. Fearsome foursome. We did 976 Evil, uh, released on March 24th of 1989, so just squeaked in there under the, under the 80s window. Um, for all you people curious about watching it, you can find it on Amazon and Vudu for a sweet two ninety nine rental or iTunes for three ninety nine. Did anybody else find it any any place else other than that? Amazon. Amazon. They also did have it on uh, YouTube again for rental as a rental well. On YouTube. And there was a minute fourteen uh one hour fourteen version of it, uh, so they cut off. That'd be a lot. Which is might make yeah. sense to me because there's so much in this movie that I think could get just cut out. <laughs> True. And, but, they wasted a lot yeah, of time. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, the person who uploaded it did a really shit job, so All I right. wouldn't recommend it. Um, it is, is a runtime of 92 minutes. Is this the one that's hard to find, or is it the sequel? That's probably the sequel. It yeah. does, okay. it did, I think the sequel was did. like straight to video cassette or something yeah, like okay. that. Wasn't even... Okay. Yeah, uh, 976 Evil 2, call if you dare, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> um, the movie was written by Brian Hageland. I'm probably butchering his name, and <clears throat> Rhett... Topham or Topham, again, butchering these names, T-O-P-H-A-M, Topham or whoever. Um, the claim to fame for this movie, or a unique fact, is it is the directorial debut of Mr. Robert England. It is Freddy directed Kruger. by Freddy Krueger himself. Right in Freddy Krueger's, like, heyday, too. I yeah. Mean, you know. I mean, that's what right. led, basically, led him, I think, to get this job. Right. So it was pretty funny I, when I read that it was Robert England. It said, Roddy. Robert. Robert. Roddy, Roddy. Roddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Robert. Freddy Krueger, England. Yeah, yeah, he went by Freddy Krueger. It's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Right, right, right. Freddy Krueger. So, 
This was made in 89. 89. I didn't know, but wasn't it in like 88, 89, 90 where he made like four Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Right. How the fuck did he find time he to direct this? <laughs> I didn't think of that until you said it. Although, well, I mean, let's be me, honest. What movie... else was he doing besides Freddy Krueger, though? I mean, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I think he could do that it, fucking it, job. I, to me, this movie was obviously done very quickly. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I have major issues. Um, but anyway, this was first, one of his only three directing jobs. His only other two things he's directed, he did two episodes of Freddy's Nightmare, the TV show. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, episodes called Monkey Dreams and Cabin Fever, both in 1989. And then he didn't direct again all the way to 2008, where he directed a movie called Killer Pad. And that's all he's ever directed. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast is pretty interesting for an 80s uh, horror movie. There's got, they've got some really good character actors in here, uh, like Paul Wilson, Who's got 125 credits? He's been, he was in movies like Office Space, uh, which is the cult classic Office Space. Right. Yeah. Um, he's, he did 55 episodes of Cheers. He did several Gary Shandling shows and specials. And one of my favorite credits he has listed is he was in Godzilla 1985, where he was one of the American voiced overs for one of the Japanese dub. <laughs> nice. So he's played the Japanese guy doing the American voice for it. That's hilarious. That was hilarious. Um, other than that, you have. Um, Let's see. Uh, Mr. Shelby played Greg Collins, who was on The Rock, Armageddon, Independence Day, Fast and Furious, True Blood, the Ben Affleck, Daredevil, Con Air. So a lot of big movies, mostly bit parts. Um, J.J. Cohen, uh, the big A's guy. Another community is Susie, the girl who played Susie, the blonde girl, Leslie Deant. She was in – she has a connection with Robert England because she did uh, – her uh, other horror connections – are all Freddy Krueger stuff with Robert England. Huh. She did Nightmare on Elm Street, the Freddy's Nightmare TV show, where she was in the Cabin Fever episode that Robert England directed. She kind of looked like a, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah she, she fit that bill. Yeah. The that, blonde girl? Yeah. yeah. The jean jacket. You know yeah. who she sounded like? She sounded like Roseanne's friend Crystal on the Roseanne show. <laughs> you ever? You, you, this is the second Roseanne callback you've done before. <laughs> I've seen every episode hundred times. <laughs> but she was also in Freddy's Dead: Final Nightmare with Robert England too. Uh-huh. Um, now Marty, the guy who plays Marty, Jim Metzier, the uh, he was in Mad Men, Big Love, Dexter, Children. His other horror movies are Waxwork Two and Children of the Corn Three. Wow. Um, I'm going to skip ahead because some of the other ones. Well, who, uh, who was Marty? He was the PI. He was the PI. Uh, okay, no. Okay, okay, okay. Um, the biggest thing is Sandy Dennis. Now, most people yeah. listening now probably don't know who she is, but she was a big deal in the 60s. I mean, she actually won an Oscar. An Oscar. Yeah. She won an Academy Award for her role in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf for Best Supporting Actress. She was also nominated for two Golden Globes, one for Best Actress and one for Best Supporting Actress. She was nominated for three Laurel Awards. She won in 1967. What the hell are those? They're just more acting awards. I don't think they still do them anymore. I don't think so. But and she, this was she won Best Actress in the 1967 Moscow International Film Festival. Sweet. <laughs> wow. Now, the so best, basically, what you're saying is that the the roles dried up there towards the end of the 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now the the milk's main, gone bad. Right. <laughs> now the main character uh, is played by Stephen Jeffries. Now, this guy, I have to read his IMDb because it is, it blows my mind. He has 52 credits. He was a nominated for a Tony Award on, on Broadway he, in like the 80s. Hmm. He did Fright Night, uh, so Twilight Zone, The Chair. So those are his horror movies. And then things take a very drastic, <laughs> blow-your-mind career turn. Gay porn. 
Yeah, it started in 1994. He started started movies called Sex on the Beach. Ooh, <laughs> good drink. Tell me something dirty. Virtual stud. <clears throat> Mechanics by day, spelled B I. Lube job by night. I, I. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> Leather after midnight. Latin crotch racket. Oh. Just 18 and gay. Hunk hotel. Oh. Hell's paradox. Uncut <laughs> uncut glory. <laughs> the yeah. big screw up. Leather virgin. Leather intrusion. Case two and four. Leather buddies. Transsexual prostitutes one and two. Ooh. Motel sex. Manhunt. Cockpit, <laughs> butt blazer, buff and gay, black men, white men, quick study sex ed, private temptations, okay. halfway house hunks, guys who crave big cocks, gay men in uniform. Can I just say that these sound way scarier than yeah. 976 <laughs> evil? Okay. We, uh, we, we, we get the picture. I think we got it. We got Demon it. Demon training day. Stop and, it. He's not going to uh, Keep going. I want to hear them all. Come on. And then that, that was in 2002. And then he goes back to things like Sick Girl, Mr. Hush, Dire Rainy Mall. And he goes back to like regular movies and TV appearances. Oh, wow. Hallmark Channel special. Like, yeah. What? What the fuck? He's like, I was like, that is crazy. Someone had a wild ride. Yeah, I was gonna say, there was a dark what period a great, there, huh? Yeah, that was, yeah. I just saw that like that blows, but that's hilarious. He may not think it was that dark. He may have been having a great time. Yeah. Oh, there is one called Pizza Boy Massacre announced, so that could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right, so moving right. on to the the you know, let's move on to the movie itself. Uh, <laughs> The movie opens with this middle... I don't know, man. I think <laughs> podcast over. I think we nailed it. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Drop the mic. <laughs> so the movie opens with a middle-aged man in a suit coming out of a rundown apartment building. He has no business being in it, which mm. blows my mind. And it's covering graffiti everywhere. It's spray painted. Like, why is this like the even... whole movie's that way. Like, yeah. what town yeah. is this? Yeah, it, where it's it, just, like, full of litter like and 80s graffiti. Harlem or, like, and... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's the dirtiest city. <laughs> um, the man, yeah, he has, he's so out of place because it's just, like, this ghetto, run-down punk, and he's, like, in this suit businessman. Yes, but he's but also he's wearing fingerless gloves. Fingerless gloves! <laughs> <laughs> Black leather. Right, fingerless, fingerless gloves. gloves. Yeah. What is going on here? Uh -huh. So uh, he he's like walking. You see him walking down the street, and every bar and shop he passes, um, nail salons, etc. He's kind of stumbling his way down. And in the background, we hear like, phones ringing. Every time he passes a store, someone answers the phone and like hand, tries to hand it to him, like it's for you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, he's freaking out. And <laughs> even a classic like 1980s like. Phone car ring. Car phone. Yeah. Car yeah. phone. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. And I think they were trying to show that the buttons are turning red. Like, whoa. Right. But, I thought that was like the LED. Like, this but really, it's up. like, that's that's just a that's common feature. That's how you knew it was ringing. Yeah. 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 Um, so he ends up in an alleyway, which just happens to have a phone booth at the end of it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. who the fuck? Who puts a phone booth at the end of an like alley? The worst place yeah, ever. Yeah, like on the sidewalk, street corners where traffic goes by, not at the end of a fucking dark ass alley. That's where like street toughs are like, all right, let's, let's let's put this phone booth at the end of the alley. It's, it's like bait. It's like you know a little yeah. trap for him. Yeah, now listen, exactly. this is a true. I only thought of this until with you just saying it right now. In high school, I'm from a small southern Illinois town. We would cruise the gravel roads, you know, drinking or doing whatever. Out in the middle of fucking nowhere, on the way to the Garden of the Gods, if you've ever heard of that in yep, Southern yeah. Illinois, okay, there was a phone booth 
placed on the side of a gravel road next to a cornfield, and it had a street light above it that just shone down uh-huh. right on shone. Is that a word? Shine. <laughs> I'll take it down. Shine down. <laughs> right on the fucking phone booth. It was the creepiest, scariest that thing you've ever yeah. seen. You're, I mean, you're 15 minutes away from any civilization anywhere. That's children in the corn style right yes. there, man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. He who walks <laughs> behind the road is going to come out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, we have cell phones now. You never see pay phones no. hardly ever anywhere. No. It's a novelty when you do see How them. How cool but would it be, though, to have like a phone booth? Yeah, kind of in your. Well, that's because like that's what the thing like old phones that become like yeah. novelty things people right. buy. But home, like, like what Doug was thing. saying, you did see them in some really weird places. Mm-hmm. So it's not. Okay, too but if it's like along the side of a road, I, I get it. But not down like a dark fucking alley where no one's gonna see it. Moving on. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, the man he decides he finally decides to answer the phone. He's all timid about, it, but as soon as he touches the receiver. We hear the sound of him getting shocked and electrocuted, and there's a, it's a really shitty visual effect to go along with it. But he gets electrocuted, and then the glass explodes in the phone booth, and the man spontaneously combusts in, and is engulfed in flames. And then we're treating some shitty wire work that, as the phone booth explodes, <laughs> like C4 is attached to it, the man goes flying back near the entire length of the alley. Right. But yeah. this wire work's so bad because you can see the wires on the screen. And he he flying back, and then he gets like twisted. Twisted. He's flying yeah. upside <laughs> yeah. down. It's so awkward. <laughs> and they try to cover it up with effects of fire. Yeah. Try, but it's, you can just see it's like he's flying through the air, and it's like, oh, one of the wires like got tangled. He goes, wee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, upside down. It's, it's awful. Look, it's so bad. You know they only had the money to make that shot once. once. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is it. <laughs> Is it okay? Let's try and cover it up with effects. <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut to a group of older kids, either in their late teens or early twenties. At this point, later we find—I guess they're supposed to be high school kids, but they look older than that. Yeah. Um, and they're playing poker in a projection booth of the El Diablo movie theater. It plays continuous horror, horror movies, thing, at least yeah. that weekend or whatever. All they yeah, show is yeah. horror movies. Yeah. Um, Two bucks a seat. Yeah, yeah. that's a deal. Uh, so one of the guys, Spike, and I'm like, what a fucking classic A's name for a punk kid. Love Spike. it. Spike. Um, he loses the hand. He has. He loses his. He's desperate for that ponytail, dude. Yeah, he is. He's man trying. Bun. Yeah, He's man trying bun. to get that ponytail. <laughs> He's pulling back that hair tight. Uh, so he loses his the pinks up to his Harley in the poker hand. But he's like, but now if I get the cash by tomorrow, I won't. Mm-hmm. And so we jump to the house of Aunt Lucy, who is played by the. Oscar award-winning Sandy Dennis, <laughs> and her fur- her house is covered or filled with furniture that's covered in plastic, along with like fifteen cats. Cats everywhere. Cats everywhere. And we're introduced to the main character, Hoax. That's his name. H O A X. Hoax. I Probably found that the weird worst too. name I've ever heard for a movie character. To be perfectly honest, I love his name. I love the name Hoax. I think right. it's it's unique. It's clever. It's like, but it sh- it should be for like. A prankster. Right, exactly. Yeah, but I, or maybe one of the punk kids involved, but this guy is like a, raised by a religious zealot woman, yeah. and he's, you know, he's supposed to be your big, silly nerd, mm-hmm. dork guy. His name, I don't know, he does not hoax. It's just, it bothers me. Like, who came up with that name, and why was that approved for this script? It, yeah. I hate it. And in the background, uh, she's obviously listening to, like, Televangelist. Yeah, yeah. all she watches is like televangelist. The voice kind of reminded me of Robert England. Um, that's because it was Robert uh-huh. England. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I was I looking win? for his voice. What Good do call, I Chris. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch that. One yeah. point for Chris. All right. Wow, <laughs> you want the extra Jello shot, buddy? It's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Um, he's he's sitting there on the couch eating a chocolate bar, and he's wearing what can only be described as children's pajamas for an adult. Uh-huh. For an adult, and he's reading a National, National Geographic, Geographic magazine, just so he can look at the nude picture of the uh, tribal women. Yeah, come come on, don't act see. like don't act like you didn't do that when you were a kid. Come on, maybe in like sixth grade, but yeah. not in high school. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so Aunt Lucy, the super I did it religious in high school. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> you're bored, you're at school, you gotta find porn somewhere. <laughs> yeah, go to your school library, it's right there. There you go, kids, go to National Geographic School Library, find tits. Um, uh, so, a super religious woman, Aunt Lucy, she she comes in, and she's like, aren't you eating that chocolate, blah, 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 and she's been all annoying. And we learned that Hoax and Spike are cousins. And that Spike lives in basically like this guest house above the garage in the backyard. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's it's separated, yeah. yeah it's Above separate. the garage, like Fonzie yeah. in right. Happy Days. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And the best part about his setup is that he has the equivalent of basically a drive-up bank teller's bank tube. A pneumatic yeah. tube. A pneumatic air suction tube that with with the container Canisters, in it, yeah. cancer that shoots notes and other objects from his room to the main house. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like at a bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. At a bank or like a Walgreens pharmacy drive or whatever. Yeah. And he sends these notes, and you think he'd write something down. It's almost like yeah. primitive text messaging. If <laughs> yeah, you think it about really it. is. It's the primitive <laughs> instant yeah. Instead of calling his cousin and be like, hey, cousin, what's up? He just uh-huh. sent, wants to send him a little note. But he writes like two words. Like, yeah. Hi. Hi, Spike. Hey, yeah. Spike. Hey, Spike. Hoax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, who else is a friend? Right. So, <laughs> right. so Spike's in his room and he's flipping through a magazine when one of those like card like little ad cards flops out. I don't know the technical term for it, but um and it reads for your horoscope dial nine seven six evil. And horoscope horoscope is spelled hor H O R as in the movie genre mm-hmm. instead of the Horoscope or Erscope. And the O in scope is a pentagram. So, oh, spooky. I guess what 976 numbers were like the pre 900 numbers or something? Yeah, it was all like the sex talk and like uh, horoscopes and all sorts of stuff. That honestly confused me because I remember in 1987, 88, 89, Mm -hmm. there was the 900 boom happened. It was like, call DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince and talk to them about the new album coming up. It's only $2 a minute. Kids, get your mom's permission. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember and, like W like WCW and WWF. Right, talk to, talk, talk to the superstars uh-huh. during the pay per views or something like that. So I was really curious. I'm like, okay, how did they get their money? And wouldn't that be like a big red flag right off the bat? Well, <laughs> me, my, you know? I wonder because this is it does take place in California. Um, again, it's not a one eight hundred number, so maybe it's not a nationwide thing. Sure. Maybe it's just like a local operation. That's my guess. Did any of you call Miss Cleo? Do you remember? I her? Call me now. Call I mean, me now. Yeah. No, I never called her, but I definitely. I think everybody remembers Miss Cleo. I believe she's her. in the. Yeah, I never kids, a, right? kids ask your parents. About yeah. yeah, she went to prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fraud or tax evasion. Yeah, I think yeah. it was tax evasion. Um, she didn't see that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so seeing the card, Spike immediately picks up his phone and dials the number. And the voice on the line, it, it's all, it's first like, thanks for calling 976 evil. Dial 666 for your horoscope now. Nicely done, Marshall. And then you get like, a, you hear like, job. A, the three, yeah. like the table, like, and they're like, your horoscope for March 18th, 1989 is, and then it goes back to, 
oh, your money problems will be solved. Do not worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> I like that effect. And you wow. did pretty well there. <laughs> I wish we had video right now. <laughs> I know. That'd be perfect. Um, so basically, the vo- the horoscope tells him to uh, not worry about his money problems for the poker game, and that you're just go take what you want. Your money problems will be solved. Take what's yours. Yeah, take what's yours. Mm-hmm. So Spike's like, okay. So he sneaks into the main house. And he's trying to steal money from Aunt Lucy, which is in a like a fish mouth vase or something yeah. like that. It's like, like a trophy it, or something. Yeah, it like, like. Yeah. It, but he's caught by Aunt Lucy, who like flips on like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "The money's mine because it's my inheritance." He's like, "You don't have claim to it till you're 21." And this was interesting because I was like, "Okay, plot development." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we lost it. It, yeah. it, it, <laughs> it goes no that. further than that. So like, basically, the, his, she keeps his entire inheritance in a. Mm-hmm. Fish vase yeah. on the yeah. top of her refrigerator. Right. So obviously, not much of an inheritance in the first place. But she it's said still, he, it's he has weird. no claim to that money until he's twenty-one, yeah. and she'll use it as she sees fit. And yeah, right that time like, or something. Yeah, it's really. And weird. so I'm thinking, okay, well, there's there's a there's a hook right there for yeah. part of the storyline. You know, his family's dead. She's taking <laughs> care of him. What you know, there's obviously some tension. We got a good, nice little. It's kind of nice groundwork for her to build a story upon, and right. it just never, nope. ever happens. But nope. at this point, did you notice that the the ant's hair is completely different? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know that. It, every time you see every the ant, time. Lucy, it's, it's an ongoing different. thing throughout different the movie. Styles, tonight. Different colors, different wigs. Like different I think she's my favorite character. In this whole <laughs> movie. Honestly, me too. Yeah. 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 Because she's so extravagant. I yeah. mean, everything she says comes out of her mouth is fucking hilarious. And yeah. I the gotta hair say, is completely different throughout every scene that she's She's always in. carrying a cat. Yeah, <laughs> something. I tended to agree with her most of... In the end, if they would have just uh-huh. listened to her, Agreed. everything would have been okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so she kept that money in the cabinet... This little asshole comes in. And he want he's got a garage to live in on his own. He drives a fucking Harley, hooks up with hot chicks, and uh-huh. if he would have had all his money, he'd have just been gambling it away with those losers in the bar. Which Man. is what he does the whole movie. He's just gambling. And Doug, you nailed it. Maybe yeah. I'm just old now. Get <laughs> <laughs> that guy out of the house. That little I know, but you're totally right. Like Aunt yeah. Lucy, like she had it right the whole time. Yeah, yeah right. You may not like her that much, but she's got a you know she's got a point. She's uh. got your best interest at heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Spike storms out and. Lucy's found like trying to get him to repent and everything like that. Yeah, she and goes outside, follows like you can still be a good uh-huh. boy. Uh-huh. Out of nowhere, it starts raining fish. fish. Yeah, keep that. It, it Hallelujah. rains fish. Yeah. She's not falling. raining men. It's <laughs> <raining> fish. <laughs> she falls to her knees and it's like this. Praise is- the this is God's sign for you to repent, and I am going to do it. Do you hear me, boy? Yeah. So apparently, hoax probably wished it was raining men. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, take that jello <laughs> shot, Chris. Come on. That's yours, man. Uh, I love it. So it, the very next scene, Spike is back in his room on the hotline again when a fish, fish. comes through the tube. The pneumatic tube. With a note in its mouth or lands something. In, uh-huh. Lands in his laundry basket. Yeah. I'd, I'd be kind of pissed. Uh-huh. <laughs> And they, but, but he picks up the fish, pulls the note out, and then throws the fish right back in his laundry. <laughs> okay. Uh, those were clean. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Not anymore. <laughs> so the next day, we meet Marty Palmer, who said, he comes to Lucy's door saying he's a reporter for Modern Miracle Magazine. Now, hold and, on real quick. The note said, cool trick, how'd you do it? Yeah. Okay. So Hoax believes it's a trick, but you're to know that you don't know how the fuck that happened. Right. Spike yeah. looks at it all weird. 
Yeah, I will say I I didn't see what the note actually read yeah, on that one because I just right. I was picking trick, my I was it, yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, Marty Palmer, what what I just whatever his name was. Yeah. Um he shows up wants to interview Lucy. And he's probably the most confusing character to me. Yeah. yeah he's, Who does he work for? What's Why going is he on? snooping around? What yeah, is I don't understand. What even his brought him point? To I totally agree. You know, I, I totally agree okay. with you. his his character. As long as I wasn't the only one. No, I was like, I, yeah, I'm right there with you. There's no backstory and there. I whatsoever. think we'll cover him. We'll definitely cover him more as we get. He doesn't make any sense. No, he does not. So we jump to Garden City High School, such a generic name, <laughs> where Hoax is getting his head dunked in a toilet by the group of bullies and the punks we saw playing poker at the I theater. I just call them the goons. The goons. Marcus's yeah. goons. I would call them street toughs. Street, oh, street toughs. <laughs> Uh, and this bathroom, just like the, everything else, say, is covered in graffiti, just wall to floor, covered. Yeah, who is running this school? No, <laughs> this is like the school from you remember the movie, the eighties movie, The Principal with Jim Belushi, or uh-huh. John, yes. Jim Belushi, yeah, and, and Ray Don Chong, yeah. yeah and, uh, <laughs> nice. It kind of made it school. It was just this dirty inner yeah. school that just everything's graffiti covered. Yes, but it's all down. white kids. I know, yeah. I know. It's, <laughs> not, it's, it's not like inner city. I don't shit. think there's a single black person is in the entire no, movie. No. And the, the <laughs> town all. itself looks nice, except for all the graffiti everywhere uh, and yeah. litter all over. Just did, did the garbage men go on strike? Well, did you know uh, any sanitation? I'm also convinced that this this town somehow has like two hours of daylight every day because <laughs> the entire movie is so dark. You know what I mean? It's like. Mm. Pitifully dark, yeah. and the streets are deserted. It's like, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, I, I know some of the graffiti, there's like a Devo spray paint on the wall. And then my, the favorite one is, eat pussy more often, is spray painted on the wall in this bathroom. <laughs> Good tip. Good yeah. tip. <laughs> Noted. Um, so Maybe uh, Hoax should have read that. Who knows? Yeah. So, so Spike comes in, and he's like, let Hoax go, trying to stick up for him. And then he just kicks one of the kids right in the face. Just wham. <laughs> And he punches the other one, and that was ho- trying to hold Hoax down. And then we learn one of the kids' name is Airhead. Right. And the th- he's the third of the four boys. He's kind of the there. big, the big so have, dumb bully. Yeah. You have Marcus is kind of like the leader. Then you have Airhead, and you have the two other guys who mm-hmm. I don't think even know ever learned their names. Right. And he tries to jump Spike again, but Spike just throws him around like a rag doll. And afterwards, Spike and Hoax are talking. Now, hold on. I hate okay. to interrupt no, you, but by all means. when he went to jump Spike, because this plays in later, mm-hmm. before, so Spike's back is to him beating up the kids at the urinal, if you call it that, because he's doing these weird moves. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Do, and you hear the audio go, motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so he announces, yeah. oh, I'm about to jump you. I'm like, standing over here. It's like and the longest like, motherfucker, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he does that again later. But I was like, why the fuck did you just do that? Yeah, that's, his, that's his war cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so out in the hallway, Spike and Hoax are talking. And it, it just seems basically it shows that Spike does have like a little soft spot for Hoax. Even though he yeah. is a, a nerd, a geek, he's like, ah, but he's like, all right, you're my cousin. I'll stick up for you because you can't. And did anybody else notice that Hoax's hair was instantly dry? Yes. yes. It goes from yes. smoking away the bed to walks out the door instantly uh-huh. dry. Yeah. Totally noticed that. Yeah. Um, I'm jumping ahead just a little bit because there's boring shit happening here. And we see some woman with an awesome 80s perm. Oh, God, yeah. Smoking while walking down a sidewalk at night. Like Chris says, it's always night. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she finds one of the ad cards for Nine Cents of Evil, but she burns it with her lighter. And as soon as she does, the payphone next to her starts to ring. Mm-hmm. She answers it, and the voice says to her, I thought we had a deal. 
a deal is a deal. And she's like, leave me alone! And she hangs up the phone and walks away. But it's... They keep showing her red heels, Yeah, too. the red uh-huh. heels. And she walks past a window display for what I can only guess is a phone store. A novelty says, phone store. Because there's like 15 says, yeah. phones in this it's window. It's actually the Phone Mart. Oh, P-H-O-N <laughs> slash Mart. Okay. Phone and, Mart. And it's all like novelty. It's like hamburger. Not all of them, but there's a hamburger. Yeah, a hamburger fish. phone. Yeah, a fish she, phone. Seashell uh, phone. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the, duck, the, the classic duck phone. The, the oh, duck yeah. Phone yeah, yeah which, which, and a redheaded heel phone. Yes, yes. Because that's what it comes into later. The Mickey Mouse phone. And the, the football phone that were big in the eighties. So all the phones start ringing. They're all ringing. Around They're the all phone. ringing. Hey, you used to be able to get that football phone from if you ordered. Uh, That's right. Sports Illustrated. 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 Yeah. <laughs> or the helmet phone. Yeah. <laughs> so she's freaking out. She's holding her head like no, no. The phones are ringing, and then boom! The windows yeah. just ex- the glass shards explode, and she's killed by flying shards of glass to her face. Mm-hmm. And the red heel phone lands next to her head, and they yeah. pan up. She's wearing the red heels, and the red heel phone's right next to her. And I noticed when all the phones were ringing, and I know that fucking duck quacks. I wish to God <laughs> yeah, right? you would have heard all this ringing and ringing. And <laughs> quack, quack, quack. <laughs> That'd have been awesome. So it cuts to dinner, uh, or a diner, I'm sorry, where Marty is ordering coffee. Did you notice the name of the diner, dude? Oh, I was, yep. yes, it is... Uh, Dante's, Dante's yeah. Diner. I had to know that. Yeah. Da- so Dante, obviously, Dante's Inferno. So we have Diablo's movie theater, Dante's, Dante's diner. diner. Correct. And uh, so in the background, through the window, we see Spike ride his motorcycle up to a mechanic, a little auto park mechanic shop across the street. And he's there to pick up a replacement mirror for his bike, which we learned belonged to his father. Mm-hmm. So another... Again, these we, we they keep dropping hints about these Spike's relationship with his parents who would die. We don't know what happened to him, but nothing really ever comes of yeah, it. Yeah, they keep no. dropping these little nuggets. You're like, okay, well, maybe something's going to come of it. Nope. Unless they're trying to show that he's some he he's not just a, he he's a big tough guy, but he's a little sentimental too. But he, oh, my father's bike, or I it, there's no payoff to or any of this. Or he's just scarred because his parents are dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like the voice there. Hey, you like that? <laughs> Uh, so he's yeah, like, I'll to wait up with Marshall over here. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go outside and wait. So he goes outside to smoke a cigarette, where he pulls out the nine seven six evil card, and he calls the number from another payphone, which are just everywhere in this movie. Apparently, yeah. it just happens to be like, right next to the shop. Right. Every street corner apparently has a payphone here, and the uh, and and the voice basically says, "A real man has nerves to take what he deserves." Mm-hmm. I'm not. They all like almost all the his horoscope things rhyme. They're, they're all rhyming. Yeah. So because Spike was inquiring about like some gloves, leather, or, biker gloves. Right. Like, yeah, those are twenty dollars. And he's like, oh, okay, they're real leather. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Now, I will say that demons are supposed to rhyme a lot of times. When you hear demon <laughs> stories, they rhyme. Like Etrigan the demon. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. rhyming demons. Hmm. That's yeah. That's a good point. I, I just I, wanted to say that. And now I've said it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. He goes back into the mechanic off our short, and he goes up to the um, gloves. He's like, is, do you think he's going to steal me? He's like, no, I, I have a change of heart. He puts the gloves back, goes back outside. The phone rings, and he answers it, and the voice tells him the same thing. Like, yeah. take what you deserve. But he sounds a- a- like more upset, yeah, like urgent. Like, he's yeah. like, you better fucking do this. Yeah, he's like, a man takes what he wants. Yeah. A man takes what he wants. <laughs> and Spike's like, fuck you. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. a female voice comes on and tells him that his horoscope is to look both ways before crossing, crossing the, the street. street now. 
And he's like, whatever, hangs up. And, of course, he crosses the street. Without looking both ways. Yeah. Stops in the middle of the street. <laughs> well, before we see, like, this white, I don't know if it was a Camaro or a Trans. It was this, a Camaro. It yeah. was a Camaro. Okay. Bitchin' Camaro. And immediately, and that's immediately yeah. what I started singing in my head. <laughs> bitchin' Camaro, bitchin' Camaro. <laughs> so it starts up, like, Christine style. Just uh, just automatically starts up. And now Spike stops in the middle of the fucking stops road. Stops in the middle of the road. And he get a cigarette out. And he throws all his money. <laughs> like, get a fucking wallet, kid. <laughs> or quit carrying everything in your jacket yeah. pocket. He has like, like, a, a bottomless pocket fucking, yeah. so much comes uh, out of his pocket. It's, and it's so awkward. He looks like such a buffoon because you can tell he intentionally like, yeah, that. like right. oh, you got to get all this out of my pocket. So it's so bad I have looking. to throw all this stuff in the air. Yeah. It's like two packs of cigarettes <laughs> and like money, money and change. change. Yeah, yeah. Lighters. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, he's in the most of trying to pick it all up now. And... Picking up change, a little shout out to the hardcore, oh, yeah, a little <laughs> hardcore shout out. Um, so the car like starts racing towards him, and it's about to run over Spike when Marty leaps out of nowhere, uh-huh. knocking him aside, saving him. Pretty much the only good thing that Marty, Marty did. does yeah, in the whole yeah. entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of them end up at uh, Dante's diner, and mm-hmm. we learn that Spike orders his usual, which is a deviled, deviled egg, egg sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Well, and this wah, wah. is the first – I have several these notes, but this is one of the first times I actually wrote this down that I don't understand the point of this scene because mm. it's so – it's relatively short, but there's no purpose well, again, to their Again, like Marty's, Marty's trying to this. get information from for something we, we, we don't know what. He's asking information about this – Miracle, the fish storm, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to figure out what's going on here, and he said he went. And, he said he was from like this miracle gossip, magazine. yeah, miracle magazine. miracle magazine. And you know, so he interviewed the ant, and now he's trying to get more information out of Spike, but he's just like, yeah, fuck you, uh, smoke cigarettes. It's and just I'm a tough. boring, useless scene. That mm-hmm. We are just yeah. We already know he's interviewing, trying to get people. They don't, they don't need to reinstate that fact. It's just there's so. This is just the first of May to me, in my opinion. That had no business being. Well, in I don't know. I mean, I maybe mean, like got the you know obviously that I feel like the modern miracle magazine was a, a lie and uh, or was it? Or was I don't it? Know. So, let's, um, so hmm. it cuts now to Spike picking up his blonde girlfriend who for, again like many home movies we don't I don't even know her name to like three fourths of the way to the movie I, I it turns out to be Susie but <laughs> I, I write that eventually but you, you don't know the name forever I got uh, Spike picks up his chick <laughs> <laughs> his badass babe yeah, right. <laughs> she is wearing short skirts and tank she's top or like, punk. she's kind of punk esque like, yeah she's got the, the little the, metal the nylon punky. glove yeah the, you know, yeah the, Stockings. It's like almost kind of like a punk Madonna. Exactly. I was about to say, I was like a little material girl, a little bad girl mixed together. Like Madonna mixed with Cindy Lauper or something. Right. Yeah. That's very good. (laughs) She's blonde. Um, So they ride off to go smoke cigarettes while having really (laughs) awkward, awkward sex. Smoking cigarettes while they're having sex. Yeah. I just said, smoking But it's really awkward. And Hoax is watching him through the window through his telescope. But the sex looks so. Awkward just because of the position Spike's in. Yeah, let's look at that chair. Like, it's kind of weird. He's in this like, weird, like, lounger chair. He's in a weird Barca lounger. Yeah, Barca lounger type thing. He's but he's, like, upside down with his feet his... on the headrest hanging over the arm. His head's on the footrest. Yeah. yeah. But his, or it should be, but his legs are hanging over the armrest and the knee. And she's on top of him. And he's, like, his head's, like, it's so weird looking. <laughs> Worked for me. <laughs> And so it and, worked for hoax too. Yeah, yeah right. Um, yeah, he so, probably just saw that. And goes, that just looks awkward. I'm sticking with dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So during he's their trip, on him with that giant telescope too. Yeah. <laughs> God, he's it's God, like it, it's like the Hugh Hubble. Yeah. It's such a big telescope. It's like he's gonna see just like the closest <laughs> up ever. Like, what's he trying to see? The pores in their skin? Yeah, right. Just the areola. Yeah. Only the areola. <laughs> Uh, so during their trip to the bone zone, another message in the tube is sent over, and it's hoax. It says, "Nice babe, hoax." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell what that would say. Yeah, that was, was like, a nice babe. He sends this while they're still exactly, yes. exactly. Yes. So so much for being, you know, trying to spy on them without being noticed. Uh-huh. Like, hey, I'm obviously watching. He has right now. no social skills. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. So while looking for a liar to smoke an, another cigarette. Uh, his, the Susie finds the flyer ad for the uh, nine cents and she then throws her panties at Spikes, telling him to keep them while she puts on a pair of his boxers. And so they leave. And like she says, it'll give me a reason to come back. And he's like, "You don't need a reason to come back." And he at that point, her. I was like. Is he telling her that she doesn't need to come back? <laughs> yeah. Like, I got what I wanted? The, the, the oh, way I got it is, I think he right. liked her. He was I, I, like, I, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, you yeah. don't need a reason. You don't yeah. need a reason, yeah, that's baby. That's what I figured, but yeah. then I was like, that kind of came off. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I thought about the same thing. I, right. go, I think he just liked her. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I agree. I think he liked her. So I mean, the, he did put the gloves back. He's sentimental. I mean, he's true. Spike, but he's nice. He's got yeah. somewhat of a conscience. Yeah. yeah. Um. So after they leave, Hoax goes into Spike's room. Finds the panties and starts like rocking the chair they had sex on, like touching, like, uh-huh. ooh, there was sex here. Creepy. And then it just jumps again to Spike and Susie at the movie theater where he sends her inside while he heads up to the booth to play poker with the guys. Mm-hmm. And there's some random girl there now, too, who I was going to mention later, but this girl looks like she's 12. She <laughs> looks so young in this movie. She looks a little bit like a young Alyssa Milano. Hmm. Kind of. Maybe. Who's the boss? Like, who's the boss? Yeah, uh, maybe I. Uh, I didn't. Anybody back me up here? Uh, no. You had a Alyssa, crush on Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano was I did. way hotter. I did. I did. I did. I, she was like my first like crush, TV crush as a kid. And to this day, like Alyssa Milano, if you ever hear this, I love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you hear it here, folks. You yeah. hear it here first. <laughs> uh, so back, uh, where was I? Well, he brought up Alyssa Milano, and he can't think of a fucking thing to say. He's like, but Anyway, so back we go back to Spike's room, and Hoax finds the 976 evil car. And, of course, first thing he does is call the number. And the voice tells him that his problem is not as bad as it seems. Just go take a movie, take in a movie, and meet the girl of your dreams. And it's like, oh, okay. And, again, back to theater, Spike's playing poker uh, when his girl Susie walks in, she's pissed off. She's like, "Hey, I'm going home." And he's like, "Here's twenty bucks for cab." This, this is where like <laughs> so Spike weird. totally. He's so involved in gambling. He's yeah. got to go to Gamblers Anonymous. Yeah, he's got a problem. He's he <laughs> well, was but, just talking about and, how much he loved this woman, and you don't need a reason to come back. And they're on a date, and then all, once gambling starts, he's like, "Here's twenty bucks, take a cab, bitch." You know, <laughs> like well, he completely defense, changes. Like he had been getting his ass handed to him at the poker table for what seemed like a long time. And now all of a sudden he's racking in the money and taking no because he, he makes a comment he's like I'm gonna take back every penny that those guys took from me yeah you know, he does, tough yeah guy, he's like know. about to win the big pot and that's a gambler's problem you're on a yeah. win streak you can't think of anything he else one eight 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 bets off <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. he does go after her and he catches up with her in a hallway after she's like smacking around a cigarette machine which there's a blast from the past yeah. she doesn't anymore. Yeah. 
And they make up. They kind of like make up. And to me, it's another, it's another pointless scene that mm. has no bearing. Well, because the, they outside, it's like the next time they see her, she's like pissed. Pissed off at him. Even yeah. though they just made up. She's like, I'm so mad at him. And it's like, what? You just made up with <laughs> yeah. them. So they make up, and he goes back to gambling. And it seems like they made up. And she's outside, and along comes Hoax. Yeah, Hoax mm. pops up and startles her. And... This is so where I say, her name was You're saying the girl gave the guy the go-ahead to do whatever they want, and she was still pissed. Yeah. The, yes. Welcome to the real world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when does that ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, I'm not mad. No. no. I'm not mad. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're fine, then? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. fine. Are you sure, baby? You seem upset. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, hey. that's three times. I'm then, out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> then you're in the doghouse. She doesn't yeah. care. She doesn't <laughs> care. She doesn't care. <laughs> Um, so she, her, Hoax and Susie are outside there talking, and she's like, I'm so mad, Spike, and blah, 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 and the two of them go off to eat pizza. Because she says when she's angry, she eats. And it cuts to her e- holding pizza. a big piece of pizza. Big. I eat! And actually, I kind of like that, that cut. I was like, yeah, it's uh-huh. fun. Yeah. I don't like The pizza's actually pretty good. It's a good-looking pizza in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, real cheese. Nice and stringy. <laughs> and so, at this point, the movie goes back and forth between Spike winning hands of poker and Hoax and Susie having a great time laughing. Mm-hmm. They're the feeding each other pizza, giggling, like, laughing. It seems like Hoax is starting to fall for her. He's like, oh, she's so great. And, he, and Spike's just... Playing more poke and racking up. And she's finding him quirky and funny. Like, yeah. oh, he's kind of cute and nice. Nah, you know, she, not, she's quite, not quite falling for him, but she's definitely... No, but she's like, he's not that bad. She's finding a friend. She's having a good time. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I, shouldn't, I should have mentioned this before, but it's not that good. But the, I, it's just straight up, it fits the characters. The cards they're playing with are naked women cards. Nudie cards. Nudie yeah. cards. Um, <laughs> so the group of bullies led by Marcus, they walk in the pizza parlor. I don't know. There's... Happen to walk in after Spike has completely cleaned them out of. Yeah, all yeah. Spike's Spike's won. He cleaned them all out. He's gone. So the street toughs are kind of pissed. Yeah, and they walk in and they, they come immediately up. start harassing, picking on hoax. And this makes sense because they are cousins. So I could see them being like, well, you know what? Pick on him the whole time. That's true. But they're just like, Spike. sweet, another we can we can let off our aggression. Well, why, Matt Spike, we're gonna take it on to you. Why did you choose street toughs? I don't know. <laughs> like, have you heard that before? Yeah. Have really? you not heard that? I just feel like if something I... Something in the 1950s, I, maybe. Yeah, it's like something my <laughs> grandpa would say. When I was know? a kid, and I knew useless. to avoid, like, a certain group of guys that would beat my ass because I was small and scrawny, I didn't tell, like, my friend with me, like, watch out for the street stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I love that you use it, but I don't know where you got it. I, I guess goons. I've never heard it. Uh, goons way better because these were a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. yeah. Guys <laughs> were like, Except Marcus. I did like Marcus. I did like Marcus. He was like the leader of the goons. And he had know. like the... Uh, the he like bleach the road. Blonde, he had like a little uh, patch of like blonde, bleach yeah, blonde the hair, yeah. bangs. Which I kind of liked. It's very eighties skater kind of. So eighties. And he had like the hat yeah. with that hair and the hat. He, w- I think, in another movie, he would have been the goofy friend that made all the jokes that got everybody to. Been, he would have been uh, the, uh, uh, the Rob Rob John Holmes movie. Or yeah. not John, John Hughes. <laughs> no, John Hughes, not John Holmes. John Holmes. Whoa. Hoax might be John Holmes movie. Marshall, did you watch any of those? Yeah. How deep did your research yeah. go? <laughs> I have to be thorough, guys. <laughs> Is that him? I gotta make sure that's gotta him. Gotta make sure that's him. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> John Hughes. Um, so, anyway. Uh, yeah, so she, they immediately start tormenting uh, hoax in the pizza shop or whatever, pizza parlor. 
And Susan, she's like, hey, you see my new friend? Hey, cut it out. Stop it. Stop it. Leave him alone. Until she finds out that Hoax had her panties in his back pocket the whole time. And she's like, fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, leave she's like, to the <laughs> I thought you were different. Later, <laughs> perv. Get your ass kicked. Right. So the scene suddenly jumps just on the two of the boys beating, beating up a dumpster. Yeah. Because they're so random. Like, what? Yeah. You know, and then one's jumping up and down the dumpster while the other's like kicking the hell. Uh-huh. It's like. And I was looking at this like, what? Man, I've been bored before, but I've never been that bored. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I mean, it may, at first, like, what's going on? And so we, because it does make sense because all of a sudden they just they're kicking, 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 and then just boom, they take off like like a cat game star on nowhere, just boom, they're gone. The other thing too is that it's on its side. Yeah, it okay. is on its side. So the lid is on the side. Yeah, of it, it, it's, than tipped on the top. it's tipped right. over. Okay. Um, and and now it makes sense because the lid falls open and hoax crawls out covered in garbage with his. Close My question was, how did the lid stay closed? Yeah, yeah. like why yeah. you just get there? Yeah, like, why just like... roll out to begin with? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why stay right. There? Why even stay in there? I thought the same thing. <laughs> Once I realized that they were tormenting hoax, I was like, that's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> that's rude, yeah. kind of. Okay, that's an eighties thing. You totally. Uh-huh. Like, um, I want to say, didn't that happen in the Neverending Story too? Because they chase yes. the kid down, dumps. He Part jumps. One, yeah. yeah, which is a great fucking movie. And he jumps in dumpster and he's like, Rah! or they throw him into the. Du- I don't know. That was a big eighties thing, like throwing people in dumpsters. I'll tell you, those eighties street toughs. I know. They I know. <laughs> you don't mess with them. You don't mess with them. They'll so, smoke cigarettes and throw you in dumpsters. Once again, there just happens to be another phone booth, like right next to him when he comes out of the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And hoax calls the hotline again and tells him like, "Hey, don't worry about what just happened. They'll all regret it when she is by your side." And and. To call back later to capture his prize. Mm. And at this point, he's hooked on Yeah, yeah he's, he's like addicted to it. It's like gospel. Yeah, yeah. he's really, really into it. Um, even though, like, everything it said has not worked out to his favor so far. No. It's yeah. not like, it's not like oh, it keeps working. I keep calling. It keeps coming out. So there's like, he calls and another happens. And he's just getting right. punished. But for maybe so I can see him as like, back? these guys ruined it. Like, she was by my side. She mm-hmm. was there with me. And these guys ruined it. That's the only, like, thing yeah, I can think may- of. Yeah. You know? maybe see so that. now I'm going to get revenge on these All guys. Right, but then he doesn't focus on revenge on those guys. No. He gets revenge on her. Yeah. Well, to be fair, well, he calls the number back. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, we see shots. Yeah, we, yeah, it's coming up. Like, we see shots of Susie. Cooking a frozen dinner uh, yes. and hoax in his kitty PJ again back on the hotline number. So he's called it a second time, it was like in the last uh, hour. My so. question is, why she, she she just left the pizza joint? She went straight home to cook to make a TV dinner. Yeah, I mean, is this bitch bulimic? Or? Hey, hey, remember she said when she's angry she, she eats. eats. I guess yeah. she so, just housed the whole yeah. fucking pizza though. I know she's going she, home. Maybe she has like a super metabolism. Or like, uh, who knows? Uh, either way. So yes, he's in his jammies. It's funny because it's, jammies. it's it's actually going back to what Chris was saying. I was I actually thought about that myself. I was just like, man, if she keeps eating like that. That figure is going to be shot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, seriously, she's it's a good looking girl, but that's just going to be that's going to be shot. You're eating nothing but pizza and and the pizza like he, Marshall said, look good. Yeah, she's going to go with like a frozen they, fucking I, dinner. We don't know how much time passed. We only seen eat like a slice and a half. Before the boys come in, so maybe they didn't get all the pizza. I do find it funny that we're talking a lot about this pizza too. There was it a kind of wants a pizza, man. That was a good looking pizza. There was a slight nostalgia though when she uh, she lit up the oven. Do you remember like she yes. lit the match? She had to light the match. Yeah, yeah, lit the pilot oh, light. Yeah, oh, the yeah, 80s. man, the eighties. Oh, it's weird that she the pilot was in the I don't know old old oven we used to have. Uh, yeah. The pilot light was underneath, like not in mm. the oven. It was like underneath. Right. It. So, um, anyway, so she's cooking and he's on the hotline. And Hoax draws out a pentagram 
on his bedroom floor, complete with burning candles. Well, I kind of like this one though when he called the uh, he called the number. What did it say? It said uh, a small circle of salt and a star within. Adding adding an insect will punish her sin. The juice of my weed will implant my seed and make you one of my kin. Yeah, I I I, I, I was like I'm not writing that on down. So I'm glad you did because I was well, like, that was the only one that. I wrote down. Okay. But Chris I like got dedication lot. over that here. Was He's like, hold on, I need to write this yeah. down. He pauses yeah. it and. <laughs> but well, so, to be so fair, but like, yeah, he yeah. does. He does all those yes. things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, he draws up and he's in his, he's in his PJs and he grabs his pet spider mm-hmm. which is in a cage and he crushes mm-hmm. like rose petals into it. No, no, no. It's the it's the devil's root. It's the devil's root which oh, the, I thought it was rose petals. It's okay. the devil's root which the ant makes to she makes tea, tea with, with it. it. Yeah. I, was okay. gonna I thought there was like I tried to look up devil's root but I couldn't find I mean, I couldn't pinpoint it. You know? No, they all have like oh, we'll get yeah, to it yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Did they explain how he knew I mean, he's performing a ritual here. Yeah. Like he's yeah. like it sounds like he know how to do this. That's, what I, that's what exactly what I was. Like, he I tells him like, well, the make the pentagram yeah. and and put the song and get the ingredients. But it doesn't tell him like how to perform the ritual. Like I thought the same thing. How does he know what I, to do? Well, he was... accesses a book. He grabs a book and starts looking at it. Do you remember that scene? No, like no, he no. grabs a book. Yes, there's a there's that above shot where he's standing in the pentagram, and then he's like he's drawing everything up, and he grabs a book and kind of looks at it. And the only thing I can think of. Maybe it's because his mom is such an incredible religious zealot. She might have some, you know, books on beware of witchcraft kind of things. I think she'd be one who, like, she wouldn't dare have anything that would be anti-Christian in her house. No, no, I'm saying something that would be like, beware of this, you know. If, I didn't really you know, notice him do anything other than what the... And what I'm the... stepping out on a limb. By even you know, yeah. you know Lucy's yeah. one of those people who's like, Harry Potter's the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fan <laughs> Harry Potter. Well, I didn't notice him doing anything different than what the voice on the phone told yeah, him to I do. I mean, part. he made the salt. I agree like, how did he know he's, what to do? He's, Maybe he, he was feeling the it. plants, though. And the, it's like, you see, the, it's like a, <laughs> a juicy wet green. Rag. Like, yeah. I was like, seriously? I don't so, think it yeah, works he's that squeezing way, but... the root onto the spider. He's rubbing it on his chest. Because my next thing is like, he it's going back between four shots of Susie cooking hoax. And it comes back, and he's shirtless and sweaty. And now it looked to me, I might be wrong, but it looked like he had like a bloody handprint like on yeah. his chest. I'm like, where did that come from? And also, they had he had the phone off the hook, and it's going hoax, hoax, yeah. yeah. So um, maybe he was just feeling the inspiration. Maybe he was just feeling the divinity of yeah. the spooky voice. So we see Susie, who's got he, she gets her dinner out of the oven, puts it on the table, and she goes to the fridge to start getting like a soda and ketchup out. And we see, like, underneath, like, the tinfoil lid or cover, like, a spire legs are kind of creep out. It's like <laughs> and it's lots smoking. And lots of smoke. And, like, like lots of smoke. Like, it looks like it's burnt. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, spire legs kind of poking out. It's like, uh-oh, what's going on? How did they do that in real life? They like, probably just put a spider in You think in they the were, like, under the table it. and it was fake coming through? Probably. or probably. I just kind of wondered. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, so and then he goes back to Hoax, who is suddenly has a change of heart. He's like, "No, I want to stop it." No, he's like freaking out, and he drives over to Susie's place on his scooter in his pajamas. But oh, I kind of skipped it because she opens yeah, we... she she uh, she opens up the the uh, 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 frozen dinner, and it's not just one, but dozens and dozens mm-hmm. of poisonous spires come like just flooding out, crawling over. She's like screaming, and then Hoax comes over and she he looks at the window and finds her dead. Face down the kitchen with all these spiders scurrying around. Spiders her everywhere. Right. Yeah. So back at his house now, Lucy, which it's so weird. I was gonna, in the credits, she's, she's 
credit as Aunt Lucy is her character name, but she's only Spike's aunt. She's Hoax's mother. So why, mm-hmm. I think she just should be called Lucy. It's just Mama. a pet peeve. It's mine, but Mama. it's just Lucy. Fair enough. And he, she confronts Hoax about the phone bill, which I'm kind of glad I put something out in there because that's a little more realistic. That phone bill would be through the roof. So. <laughs> and and but he's like, and yeah, but how did she get the phone bill so quick? I don't know. It seemed like didn't he just make? Well, we know like at, at least a few days have passed. So, but mm-hmm. you're a good point. Like it shouldn't have come that soon. Semantics. And she's like, she's like complaining about the phone bill and saying that he's been tying up the phone all night because she's trying to call, call him a pledge or whatever. Yeah. No, she's trying to call him a pledge to the yeah, reverend, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to the yeah, good yeah, reverend yeah. Robert reverend. England. But in which case, if she was, if he signed the phone, it's not like she's gonna pick it up and get a busy signal. She's gonna pick it up and she he she hear, would hear yeah, what yeah. he's doing. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's like she should she's hear calling the voice, all those yeah. sex right. lines, she thinks she's calling. He's she thinks he's calling like phone sex right. operator. What kind of phone sex talks like this? Yeah, so she would hear him, the <laughs> devil stuff going on. So yeah, I, maybe the kind of phone sex hoax likes. Yeah, <laughs> big brooding man. <laughs> hey now, I I have a small confession to make. Uh oh, when I was. Uh, 12 years old, I was moving from New Jersey to Illinois, and the weekend that we were moving, I was playing Jurassic Park on the Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. and I called one of those 900 Nintendo yeah. numbers to figure <laughs> out, or, or Sega numbers, yeah. whatever it was, game power. Was that the one where you could play as a raptor? I don't know. All on right. this one, you would go in, and the raptors were after you, and I couldn't fucking figure out. I was in the like museum, and there's the T-Rex di- like bones yeah. there. The way to kill the raptors, you had to jump on the bones and shake them loose and make them fall on the raptors. I couldn't figure that out. So I called the 900 number, and I think I racked up like $170. Jesus oh! Christ. Because like, I found out later that like that apparently they can still transfer bills over when you move. <laughs> we were moving to Illinois from New Jersey. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know that. Would, like, I, I, I wouldn't lie for, for a kid. $170? Like, kind of idea to think about like. <laughs> Well, by the time it comes in, we're going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. That was, of, that was my thought process. Theory. Well, how many times did you call, though? A couple. <laughs> One I mean, phone call probably would have solved your problem, no? Yeah, but I then I was <laughs> like, I'm moving. I could call about everything. How do I get through this? Well, Lawless <laughs> logic. <laughs> hey, hey, the idea is sound, but yeah. execution. I was like, I, when I was a kid, I would call, the, yeah. call like, the, the sex lines because I was curious. But I never, like, it, I'd call and once it like, got to the point like, Okay, for this dial one, and then I'd hang up. I just wanted to hear like the, mm-hmm. the intro, but then I'd hang up before any chargers got called. Yeah. So you just wanted a taste. I did. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted the taste. Um, so anyway, yeah, Actually, yeah, I used thing. to do kind of the same thing, and we just go to random payphones, just dialing uh one nine hundred. But fuck you. Anyway, hoax blames the on Spike. He's like, no, Spike's doing it. Spike's doing it, and. Uh, so anyway, Lucy then like basically just like Mama Bear, she rips the phone out of his room. And says, "I'm taking this away. No more phone privileges for you." And so we go to the next day, and we're at school, and Marty shows up at the school and reveals to the principal that he is a PI mm-hmm. and he wants to talk to Spike, who his real name is Leonard Johnson, and. And the principal. The principal. Angela Martinez. Yes. Yes. For one, I didn't even know her name. I just called her principal. Like the rest, throughout the rest of these notes, she's principal. Yeah. Like the very, because very end. when I heard Angela Martinez, I was like, okay, Latina actor. Nope. Just Looks a very good. tan white girl. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, what is, where's the Martinez at? Where is that? Where is that? And she is a very handsome woman. 
she has very like sharp she, features. But like, she's not unattractive. She's she's eighties attractive. I mean, yeah. she's, she's not ugly by any means. But, but he he does comment to the punk rocker guy who's just rocking out in his own. Yeah, world. he's, he's like, got like headphones on. He's yeah, like sitting in office. See why you come here? Yeah, he's like I see why you come here so much. <laughs> Which I'm glad you brought up that kid because I, the kid that he's talking about has this giant spiked mohawk mm-hmm. tattoos, and I'm like, that's the guy who should be named Spike in this movie, ah, not yes. Spike. Spike True. should be named. Greaser or greasy <laughs> or smoky because that's smoky. That's all he does. That's the, a really good point. Spiky thing. And about not only does he smoke, but he smokes like the camel non-filters. Filters, yeah. You know? and <laughs> he, it's not like he's wearing like those spiky like metal like right. spike bracelets you would see in the eighties. Uh-huh. There's nothing spiky about. And let's this talk guy. about spike for just a second, okay? Everyone else is fucking eighties out the ass. Yeah. Like the street toughs are pretty street fucking eighties. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. They got skateboards and they got earrings that are dangling in the one ear. They got little dyed parts. You know, yeah, they're yeah. fucking eighties to the tits. And then you have like the greaser uh-huh. you know he doesn't really fit the 80s it, it looks at like all. he should have been in the movie outsiders right like late 50s early 60s kind of uh-huh. you know he rides a motorcycle and and like a wears game. wears a leather jacket but yeah. the mullet is quite it's 80s. not quite a mullet but it's close it's only yeah. not a mullet because he fucking puts in that gay fucking ponytail <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. if the ponytail wasn't there before a mullet dude i mean come on now I would kind of argue too, though, that Sp- I think so- you got to remember when they made this movie, and maybe they were making the like the cool guy have his own style, not eighty right. style, the yeah. retro style. He liked to wear that leather jacket, live in the garage like Fonz, drive the motorcycle. Like, yeah, hey, I don't know, I don't know what they. I agree, you're spy, absolutely uh, right. While we're talking about. I can't remember his name, off the actor's name. I'm talking about, but every time I kept seeing this guy, it's not yeah. him, but he looked so much to me like Mary O'Brien. Oh, uh, like, uh, it's like... Peter Berg, that's his name. The young Peter Berg who we, was in Shocker that we did. Um, True. He looked to me like that guy. It's not him, but he looks a lot like a young Peter Berg. I to thought me. he almost looked like a young Mickey Rourke. <laughs> see, I didn't see that one at all. But all right. Anyway, moving on. I think it's like O'Brien or something is his last name. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's something O'Brien. Has he yeah. done other stuff? Yes. Uh, he was Patrick actually O'Brien. the only other actor that went on to do 976 Evil 2. Yes. He he's in the sequel? <laughs> yeah. And he's playing Spike. So Spike comes yeah. back in the sequel. And he's got. What about uh, the, the, what, the kid? What, the hoax? He gets, hoax, yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we, to we'll what, get to him. We'll get okay. to hoax. Um, okay. He's only did 14 credits. He's got one of the smallest resumes I've ever been in the cast. The only other movie I wrote down of note that I had to write down is one, another awesome 80s movie. Not a horror movie, but holds dear to my heart. No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan and Zeus. Nice. He was, he, he was in that movie. <laughs> Rip him. Rip him. Yeah. Moving on. I guess we can movie. get to that, that later. Yeah. So, um, anyway, <laughs> Hoax is in the office. He's like an office worker because, of course, he's a dork, so they have to work in the office. Right. And he's, he's like organizing files, and he overhears Marty talking about he's like, he wants to talk about spike so he goes to find spike and he's like hey you know you got you know this guy's looking to talk to you he's like you want me to take care of him right just like i took care of Susie last night and and uh spike's like what what are you talking about uh-huh. and he's so he's like forced to stop because he's trying to walk away from the game yeah, yeah yeah and he's like um so he like, basically grabs him and they go into a locker room and they have it out and this hoax sounds like yeah I, I i killed her and uh because the hotline told me to do it and it, uh, he did it for him. I did it for you, Spike, because she was. Ruining I, I swung. I had to save your rep because she's out with Marcus the night before being a dirty whore, so she had to right. die. So, so yeah, he he lies to him, yeah. saying yeah. that she's been cheating on him essentially. And they're in this 
giant locker room. Huge locker room. The ceilings must be 20 feet high. It's huge. And he's smashing them against the locker, throwing them down. And the further they go deeper into the locker towards the shower, the lighting is green. Uh-huh. And, like, creepy, weird lighting, super... It's like reanimator. Yeah. like, flickering fluorescent What kind of high school is this? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was saying earlier. Speaking of the locker room, again, just how bad of a high school is, because uh, I noticed that on the front, not inside uh-huh. the locker, on the front door of a locker is a complete what picture of a like, nude woman, yeah. like, what straight, like out a centerfold. straight out Playboy. Straight out Playboy. Dirty jockstrap hanging out of another <laughs> one. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, how would this even be allowed? It would be ripped down. Like, yeah. I, I can kind of say if it was like inside locker, or maybe the teachers or principal would see. But apparently, the teachers, coaches, principals don't give, don't a, give shit a shit about this school. Well, we saw the ba- bathroom that yeah. was a quote unquote Marcus's office. Yeah. 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 Yes. And we see the lady who's running the show. Guess what? She's not even Latina. <laughs> now, and she thing. might be part man, according to Eric. <laughs> it, um, I feel like this scene, because I'd kind of thought about it a little bit, but when it was this mm-hmm. scene, and uh, maybe it's only because I knew Robert England directed it. Right. If I hadn't known, maybe I wouldn't have thought of this. But I feel like a lot of the scenes, the way they were, uh, the scenery and mm-hmm. the, the camera so, like, work, was like Freddy right. movie dream sequence. Right, right, exactly. I Don't felt you that feel too, yeah. like that was? I a felt dream like the sequence? entire movie was that way. Actually, yes. it was as dark as it was, and like just the the lighting in general in, throughout most I, of the movie, especially the very end, definitely yes. felt very the nightmare on Elm Streetish. Yeah, was very, and that's what he knew. Yeah, you exactly. know, and I'm, I don't I even know that he did it on purpose, but it does feel very Freddyish. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So I will. One There's thing I will other notice, scenes in this movie that make me feel that way too. Yeah, so. the, the end definitely. Uh, I, the only thing I'll mention about this locker room conversation, because it does come back to the end, is during it, Spike does throw Hoax down to the mm-hmm. ground and kind of spit towards him. Yeah, what's he say? Um, and but then Hoax like, someday the roles gonna be reversed, and I'm gonna be up there, and blah blah blah. You'll regret yeah, this. Yeah, you'll be down here. Yeah. And but Spike's like, when shut hell, up and get out of here. And he doesn't really do anything. Spike else. says, "When hell freezes over." Yeah, That's important. Freezes, that is important. Yeah. Um, so we now we cut back to Marty on a. F- Another payphone number trying to get the address of the 976 company that runs the right. hotline. And that's it. That's the entire scene. And this leads him to an old rundown warehouse, which, of course, is, again, covered <laughs> in graffiti. graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> and it's now used to host several different 976 hotlines. He goes and there's like a, a horse betting guy. Uh-huh. There's and a, a drunk a, Santa. There's a Santa Claus guy where kids can call and talk to Santa Claus. Is that guy like huffing gas or paint? Uh, it's a yeah. gi- look at a giant bottle of wine. But it's like this huge fuck, yeah. paper bag. It's almost like he's huffing something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah these, it was, these are they're not like they, they're in a tiny like basically Jenner's closet. Small, 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 small room. Offices. Like and each room is decorated for the the, the proper hotline. Like the right. Santa ones are like shitty snowflakes and Christmas cards on. The the sports ones got like sports posters, ticker yeah, stuff, and then there's the sex lady who's got like a deflated she, sex doll and a nudie picture. She's the place. saying, she's saying, I'm a 17 year old and then fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like this fat, heavy yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's she, the guy's looking at her and she's like, call me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she blows him a kiss. And hey, it's funny because he kind of goes. All right. <laughs> now, yeah, probably. In, in all honesty, guys, don't you think? Like, th- imagine, like, even in your early twenties, wouldn't it have been cool to work at a place like this for just a month or Fuck something? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Like, yeah. I immediately was like, I wish I would have worked. At that right, place. right, right. <laughs> think of the stories, the I characters. The, I, my favorite was the the, uh, the racetrack, the horse uh-huh. racetrack, because he's like, he just didn't even give a fuck. Uh-huh. He's just, like, smoking. He's smoking. He's like. Hey, hey, you, you called, called me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't 
I could get off the phone. Yeah, Doug, it would have been uh, cooler to work there than Johnny Brock's, right? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So Marty's in there, and he's looking for a man named Mark Dark. Mark and Dark, yeah. Mark Dark, oh who God. he finds, and he's a balding middle-aged man who is apparently always sick and sniffling sick. the Ugh. entire he's time. Just, he's disgusting, and he's going bald, but the sides of his hair are, like, pointed up. <laughs> kind of a little, just little, little, little points yeah. up. Like devil horns, perhaps? Perhaps. Mm. And perhaps. there's also something that I forgot to mention. Back to the scene where Susie's taking off her, making her uh, home... You know her uh, frozen dinner, frozen double dinner. Twins. Yeah, the 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 box of snack cakes. Oh, double twins, double, double twins. twins. Yeah. Oh, I have a whole list of this. I was going to come in odds and yeah. we, we can knock him out now. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so it t- so it, back to Mark Dark. Dark takes Marty to the evil room slash booth and shows him this stuff. And this is the only one that doesn't have an opera. It's uh-huh. all automated. And he basically it's like cobwebs and it's yeah. Like, yeah which again I figured is the deck definitely like, a the decoration. Closet. It was either like. Okay, that goes with the decorations, or it's supposed to show that it, it's not it hasn't been engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what long. I was thinking. It was. So it could yeah. go either way on that. Right. And he basically says that the evil hotline was an experiment to see if a fully automated answering hotline system would work because he has He's to like, lay off th- operators. He has I was thinking about that. laying some people off, save on benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said, uh, yeah, what kind of asshole? Right? Fucking, yeah, yeah, save on benefits. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, they really just made this guy a dick. He is, yeah. And so he, he says it's been shut off for two or three months now because no one's interested in horror stuff. That he, It's just now E.T., Ewoks, and yeah, sex. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Ewoks, E.T., football, and phone sex. <laughs> Which my girlfriend watching it with me said, yeah, that's exactly what it is now. <laughs> like, she was like, what except for that? E.T., she was like, yeah, it's all like, fucking everything's still the same. <laughs> so we go back to the school where Hoax is getting sick while having to dissect a frog in class. He's excused, excused by his teacher. He goes to the bathroom where he notices he's getting all sweaty and his hair is falling out. He's got like little little his hands blisters. Yeah. He's he's, like, yeah. yeah, he, he he's, just doesn't. He's, he's changing. He's getting all fucked up. Yeah. And in come two, the two nameless bullies of the group. One has a skateboard. Couple of the goons. And he like rides it up the wall by planting his hand underneath a urinal. Mm. And I'm like, that is the grossest thing in this entire <laughs> movie. Because this bathroom yeah. is filthy and you know there's puddles of piss all over that Well, floor. there's one scene later that's probably just as Well, hey, man, you, yeah, you got to do a wall ride. You got to do a wall ride. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> oh, God, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen. Like, that might be the grossest thing I've seen in any horror movie he's right doing now. A hand, he's doing a handstand <laughs> with the board on his feet, right? Yeah. On, yeah. Up and his the other buddy grabs it. He's like, hey, man, what? And he's, like, and he's like, I got some crank. Want to snort it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so they know it's right. folks, And of course, they have to bully him every time they see this guy. And now, I'm just saying, keep in mind, there several days have passed in the timeline of this movie. But these bullies wear the same clothes throughout the entire movie. They do. They have one set of clothes. Like, that's all they own. Another question. Because, like, it, Spikes changes shirts, Hoax changes a few shirts, other people change outfits, except for these. Actually, Hoax even pretty much wears the exact same sweater vest throughout the entire movie. Type of sweater Ty- vest. Same. Yeah. He's wearing oh, okay. different colors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The mom changes her hair, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Every yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Every scene she's I mean, in. Even everyone. Marcus changes shirts awesome. and I love outfits. that part of the these movie. these two guys wear the same thing the entire uh-huh. movie. It's like they run out of budget. And one of them was wearing overalls and, like, a tool belt. Yeah. yeah. Why are you wearing a so tool weird. belt around? What the fuck? It was the 80s, man. That's where he keeps and another crank. question is, you know, if, if, if Hoax knows that this is the bathroom that these guys hang Stop out in, why does he keep going to that bathroom? <laughs> is there only one bathroom yeah, in the, only only the whole school? Whole what school? is going on? I thought the same thing. Like, Stop fuck. going to that bathroom. Why would you even go to that section <laughs> of the school? 
so no, it's a great point. I, I mean, totally agree with you. Um, so anyway, Hulk's is getting pissed off, and his fingernails grow into claws. He's like, he's mutating. Yeah, they're bullying him. They're pushing going him back against... to the Freddy thing. Yeah, and he Ooh. slashes uh. this one guy across the face. And he goes after the other one and breaks the kid's skateboard when he claws through it because the bully like, holds up the use as a shield and he just sl- smashes, smashes through it. it through. And the, that boy flees from the bathroom. He turns his attention back to the one he slashed in the face. Who's looking, tells, he's looking at himself in the mirror, looking at his cuts like, oh, my God, his mm-hmm. face is fucked. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, don't ever touch me again. Pass it on. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Yeah, I yeah. like that scene. It was like, too. that's yay for the little guy. This is the point where Hoax is definitely being absorbed, if you will. By yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hotline. So now Marty has now taken the principal, Angela, out on a dinner date, apparently. And it's like it's <laughs> classy wine, yeah. too. Out of classy like, wine at Dante's at Diner. A, at a dirty <laughs> water class. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this was such a weird... What, what did he do? How did he do this? I, he has a meeting with her. Uh, Why does he have a meeting with her? We don't really know. Apparently, this guy's like... To me, he, he, well, he's like a poor man's version of Mo from the stuff. Like He's just got we game, apparently. But it, we never see We have no idea why he's even in this movie. No, we no. Don't. Other than the fact that he saves Spike from getting hit by the bitching Camaro, he has absolutely no, <laughs> no points. No, he does not. Uh, can we so get a little does, backstory? This movie I mean, would be exactly the same if this guy was never in the script right. at all. It yeah. would, he makes no impact on the outcome of this movie. Like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Exactly true. The movie would have been exactly <laughs> the same. Just, and just, Indiana... Uh, the Razor Lost Art okay. too would have been exactly the same without Indiana Jones. That's a whole other podcast. That is a whole other podcast. Anyway, Aaron, and we'll talk. We'll, we'll fill talk you in later. later. We'll Aaron. talk later. Okay. We're gonna blow your mind okay. later. Okay. okay. Um, so anyway, yeah. I so there, me and Aaron, me and Aaron about to fight right no, now. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> what are you boys saying? <laughs> are you talking about? Uh, so they're having dinner and they're talking about hoax, Spike, and Lucy. He's talking about all of it, and we cut back to Lucy eating dinner with her cats. Hoax just walks in, like a the man, like a man. Now he just grabs his phone and just takes it back to with his room. with his rubber glove still on. Yeah, rubber glove. The, I, oh, the I claws have so much obvious, to say about that. The obvious claws, and she has nothing to say about no. that. And she follows him and says, "Hey, you put that back. Well, put that get back." Blah, blah, blah. And he, he's the only person. He looks and says, "If you value your life, I suggest you leave me alone." And then heads heads up to yeah. his room. And his voice is yeah. weird. If yeah. you value like, your life, it like echoes. And this character's his voice is kind of squeaky and fun. And yeah. You know, his voice is kind of like that. And now all of a sudden, he's got like his nuts have dropped. <laughs> he's he's gone down a few octaves. His nuts have dropped. They dropped and went through the fucking floor. Right, like, right. They're in the yes. basement. That's yeah. how much they've dropped. And this they, is important to me. I actually like voiceover work a lot. Like when I watch cartoons or whatever, I pay attention. So do you guys think that because his voice is very like, hey guys, yeah. you know? Oh, I totally think it's dubbed in voiceover. So it, yeah. it is oh. a different voice, or I did totally they just put sure. something with it? I, I think I think he would. Like all the way, I thought is that he would kind of uh, kind of acted like in the beginning, like ah, I'm this little guy, you know. And but it then could like, have been. It, maybe you know. I, mean, I don't know. I feel like you can know. do things. I like that you think something a little different than you think, and yeah. I like I think they did a good job with that. Because well, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just yeah. thinking I could easily see where it could be somebody. It could be dubbed over. And I, I looked and, at the and, lips and, and, and I couldn't yeah, tell. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, normally with like a voiceover thing, you can tell like. 
that he's mouthing the scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was not natural. It wasn't a natural voice. It was some so, it was something synthesized well, he could still be or saying, this, saying the exactly. line while they film. But the, when they make a movie, the sound sure. is on a different track than the okay. video. That's so what they, I'm talking, yeah. even if he says it, they could have gone in and, and Altered the sound exactly the same, uh, even I, though if he's saying it right there with because he yeah. basically yeah, yeah, yeah. he basically talks like this the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah so, which yeah, yeah. really disappointed me honestly because I wish he would have had kept his, you know, weak, wimpy, squeaky voice, more but, like a Jekyll and Hyde, thing? but still be yeah. a badass. I, I think uh, that would have, I personally think that would have had a little more impact, and only occasionally use yeah. the deep scariness. I don't think so because I think at this point the demon is obviously taking over Hoax. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, Hoax I, is I, no more I know what you I know what you mean there. and I know why they did it. Just right. me personally, I think it would have just been You're entitled cooler. to your opinion, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. It can yeah. be wrong. You just saying <laughs> that though <laughs> the demon doesn't fucking rhyme when it's in hoax. No, ah, no, see, that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. Rhymes on the phone. To all me, the hoax has become like the living embodiment of the disturbed song down to sickness. That to me, I don't know if the anybody else is thinking about. Yeah, but I mean, the voice changes. Like, op- open up your hate, let it flow into me. I'm just kind of went. You're on your own on that one, buddy. That's fine. I might be, but that. Yeah. Anyway, so back. To the hotline warehouse where Marty now has broken in and starts making he makes his way to the evil booth room where the hotline is. And we see inside the room first. Mm-hmm. And the room is lit by red lights. Like the red light district in fucking Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And when Marty opens the door, the Been red there. lights fade to black. And then Marty comes in and flips on the switch or just fills the room with like the regular the white light, regular light. So something spooky's going on in that room. <laughs> and while he's in that room, Hoax calls the hotline from his room. And Spike also tries to call the hotline at the same time, but he gets the business signal. And the hotline asks Hoax if he wants the power now, which, of course, like, yeah, of course I do. And Marty hears this conversation from the booth, the room he's in. So Hoax holds the receive, the phone receiver out, and it starts to smoke. And Hoax starts to fucking glow blue. Like, he's yeah. a goddamn... It looks like uh, Mr. Manhattan from the uh, something or, Watchmen or something. Something from Starlight Express. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. just glowing blue. And Spike watches this happen through the window from his room. He's looking through and the And he window. really does not seem impressed. No, he's just like, <laughs> he has, like no, no yeah, reaction like, to Spike, Spike's seeing this. He's not running over there. Right, he's, he's like, like, holy like, shit, what's going on? Yeah, what's yeah. happening? He's like, all right, whatever. No, yeah. hoax dicking around I'm again. Yeah. Another cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm not a smoker, but is non-filtered like totally badass? Oh yeah, yeah. That's like it that's is. really bad for that's. Yeah. Oh, now they say the yeah, filters. It's, it's rough. Do they, they still it. make non-filtered cigarettes? They do. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they, they do. do. But like even every in... brand, Marlboro, Car- Camel. Uh, mm, not that I know of. Yeah. Well, if, 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 I look at Chris. I like I don't know, I know. why I think. I, know. I think Chris is the only smoker here. Oh, you are. Okay. Well, and if you roll your own cigarettes, people do that. There's no filter on those. Yeah, yeah. You can actually. I think you can buy filters for them, but if you. But those are separate. Oh, okay. Well, my diamond. You can still get camel out. unfiltered, though. I see yeah. them in the gas station. Hold on for the listeners. The more you know. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. A little like, star with a rainbow just went over our head. I think we just all just kind of showed how nerdy we are. We're just like, now cigarettes. Do they all do that? I don't know. <laughs> Chris, tell us all about it. <laughs> well, you see. Um, so Marty gets freaked out at this conversation. He turns to leave. And while he's walking down the hallway towards the exit, the phone in the hallway, the payphone in the hallway, another payphone everywhere, rings. He answers it. Why do people answer these phones? I'm like, I, I would like, 
I'm just leaving. I'm not yeah. going to answer yeah. some random phone. I call bullshit. If you are walking in a hallway, and even in, in today's age, and you saw a cell phone sitting on a windowsill, <laughs> and it was ringing, $100 says you answer it because you can't pass it by. I, I think it's a little different, too, with the like, the phone booth, like the pay phones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I never would. Our never generation's like, kind of like the we saw the end, the demise of the pay, pay phone. phone. Yeah. Like, I remember in it. high school, yeah. like, carrying around phone cards. And yeah. Like, oh, I had, a pager, oh, yeah. I had a pager and yep. phone cards. Yep. I, we all, I think we all did. <laughs> you know, and I drive up to a pay phone, but now they're non-existent. I, mean, I wanted to find, I speaking of the phone, like, for the budget game, I really wanted to get like a uh, phone card as the prize for the budget <laughs> game, but I, I can't find it anymore. Yeah. I can't find it. But anyway, uh, he Marty answers the phone, and the voice I think tells I him answer the phone too. But he's he's like, "You're too late." And then Marty gets like electrocuted. He gets a sh- zap through the phone, uh-huh. and that's it. And then next thing is he makes it outside where the, the principal pulls, pulls up, up in her sweet convertible uh-huh. and like basically helps him into the car. Guess, she's he's just like, like, this he's is like, like, he's like, where have you been? I lost you at the last light. She says, bitch, how far along? Yeah. She <laughs> no, was like, <laughs> <my> <laughs> <ass>. I mean, <laughs> what the hell during, when that happened, when uh-huh. she pulled up, I had forgotten about her. And <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. And I was like, is Who's she this? a character in this movie still? <laughs> right. And then I was also like, where the fuck is Spike been? Like, yeah, right. I, I was just like, a long time. Yeah. Well, there was a point where Spike like went to Susie's. Uh, well, we, we're coming up on that. That's oh, coming no. up. Yeah. So That's... Marty tells like, hey, we have to get to the Williams house, which is uh, Hoax's house. And they leave. Now we cut to the bullies again, playing strip poker in the projection room. Yeah, let's make a point about this real quick. Okay. Yeah. Spike <laughs> must have taken, literally taken all of their money. Like all of their money. Mm-hmm. Because there's five dudes and one chick. Four sitting. dudes. It's four dudes and one chick. And they're, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you drop uh, this reveal. And they're sitting around playing strip poker. I yes. mean, how desperate. You want to talk about Gamblers, gamblers Anonymous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. These and people like, need to fucking. I, I say, in my own, I'm, like, I'm sorry, but this is not the group I'd be one playing strip poker no. with. Four yeah. dudes and one girl? Yeah. No, thank you. With, right. a, with and, a girl that you already said looks like she's about 12. Exactly, I mean. which I have more <laughs> I, I mean, I have lots to say on that coming up. So like, here's all, the thing. These dudes are two dudes are sitting in their boxer shorts yep. uh-huh. and they're like losing more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And unless, I mean, in Marshall's opinion, I'm going to speak for him, but unless oh. it's like four dudes and Alyssa Milano, <laughs> there is no fucking way you're playing strip poker, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's one situation I might play strip poker yeah. with four dudes if Alyssa Milano's there. <laughs> I know the odds aren't good, but I'm in it to win it. Never yeah, I can remember one time I played strip poker with me, two other dudes, and a girl, but we stacked the deck. <laughs> yeah. All right? So the girl lost... <laughs> so a uh, hoax walks into the booth and the two bullies from the bathroom the two names one they're like hey let's take this outside and they go out in their box who are in their, their boxer box, shorts trying mind to look you. all tough but it's the one guy the taller one who's also he's standing all weird and he doesn't look tough he looks gay like he, he looks very uh-huh. like it's a very gay looking pose right in hoax's and, wheelhouse right hoax and they just go outside to apparently fight right. in their boxer shorts they're and, not scared of him anymore after he just slashed exactly shit. i know yeah, right it's like you guys just ran the one guy ran fleeing like a bitch from the bathroom <laughs> but also he's like now he got his balls like that. <laughs> this is where i didn't understand and the it one guy's uh-huh. got a giant bandage covering like half his face right <laughs> so this is what i would think i would think oh shit he's coming to fucking finish us off let's all get him at like once he already threatened yeah, yeah he's already one he's already sh- slashed one dude's face mm-hmm. really bad yeah, i thought same thing i thought all four were like okay that's it all four mm-hmm. were take on nope they just, and they were just like hey look who it is 
Uh, Marty, Marty <laughs> and Airhead don't give a shit. They got whatever. I mean, these, that crank must have been awesome. Yeah. Because these two yes. guys don't yeah. remember <laughs> about what happened earlier in the day. Right. Good so, point. I mean, shit. So they go outside. Hoax and two guys go outside. Now, the, uh, Airhead, Marty, or Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Airhead, yeah. and the girl continue to play. The girl loses her hand, and so she has to strip. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but when you are playing strip poker and you lose one hand, it's like you take off one article of clothing. Correct. Yeah, Am I correct? Thought, yeah. All right. Well, this girl apparently takes off, like, has to take off everything. Well, mm-hmm. it turns into a little strip tease. Well, she takes off her shirt, and then, it's, which should be it. But the guy's like, nope, gotta keep going. So mm-hmm. it's like, she starts taking off her pants and doing, like, a strip tease on a chair. Would you stop mm-hmm. her? No. I'm not saying I wouldn't stop her, <laughs> but I was like, it's ours a girl, like, Come on, it's one hand. Until like, she took off her shirt, and I realized how flat chested oh, she was. Super, and, and that's what I'm saying. She again, where she looks like she's swimming. Like I will, like <laughs> I'm all for strip scene that girls, but I this is the one time like I felt really like uncomfortable watching this. <laughs> like I did. I'm like I don't feel right. I feel like I'm watching about to watch Kitty Porn here because she looks so. Young. And like, what was she wearing as a bra? Like, I didn't understand it was, what it, that it was. It looked like a, a, it looked like like a, a ripped t-shirt or something. No, it's, it's a wrap. It, I've yeah. seen it before, but she's so it had flat. Skulls it on. It was yeah. a skull. Yeah, it looked it like a skull bandana or something. Okay. You know? I was yeah. more confused yeah. as to why they, she was wearing like pants bras. and a slip. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a good point. Well, that's the thing. She's not even wearing a slip. It's like the baggiest granny pants I've ever seen. These Grandparents like three sizes too big for this. They're almost boxer shorts. Yeah, they're so big on her. Sarah was like, "Why is she wearing a slip and pants?" Yeah, they're huge. She's so skinny and small, and yeah, it's so weird. I I just felt weird watching this scene. And so, meanwhile, Spike. This is where Spike pulls up to a church, and because we see on the the board out front, whatever they're called, that it's Susie's memorial service, but he arrives late. It's over, (laughs) and so he just leaves. I'm like, again, why the fuck is this even in the movie? Yeah. Well, there's and, and no what, point to it. And what was he doing that he showed up late to his girlfriend? Exactly. He's not right. doing anything else. He's watching thought, Hoax become a demon. He's like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> That's, yeah, I thought it was like, why are you late? And then why is this even? Okay, he's. it's not like he shows up and something happens. Or the priest says, hey, it's, you missed it. And he, the priest lays some like dramatic like. Awakening, like, oh, your cousin's a demon. He talks to people. Well, I also Hoax thought that maybe demon. he was like getting ready to skip town. Because he had, like, his, uh, there was, like, a sleeping bag hooked to his bike. You know what I mean? Saddlebag, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, he pulls up on the sidewalk, too. <laughs> How disrespectful is that? Well, you know, he, he pulls that, up he on the sidewalk. That. He's like, hey, well, he, preacher. He, he's, a, he's a street tough. He's a kid. He don't care. He did he that earlier, tough. though, too, in front of the motorcycle shop. Oh, okay. Right, but I still. just, like, again, this is, like, the third or fourth scene, in my opinion, that has no business being in this movie. Like, yeah. when Aaron said, or you said, like, the YouTube had, like, was, like, a... Much short hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can get it because there's so many things that don't need to be in this movie. Well, who was the editor of this movie? Because maybe uh, I should have written that down. I don't have that. They one. shit the bed on this one. Yeah, they yeah. Did. Um, so we're back at the poker game. The girl is stripping off her pants now. That's the way we get to the boxers that are way too big for her. Mm. And Hoax comes back in, and he's wearing his sunglasses at night. He's all <laughs> little Corey Hart going on, and his Ooh, his Corey. shirt and sweater vest are bloody now. They got blood on mm-hmm. them. And he approaches the table. Actually, at this point, you do hear what those other two guys' names were, but I still can't remember. I don't remember. I, I never remember what they were either. I didn't know. Where's A and B? Yeah, we're <laughs> and he, he has Where's the crackheads? Hand- yeah. The cra- he, he has his hands behind his back, and uh-huh. he approaches the table, and he, he's like, um, can I enter the game with a yeah. pair of hearts? And he pulls out 
two, it's only two human hearts that, that are still, still, beating. still beating. But I love, I do like that line. Uh-huh. Can I enter the game with a pair of hearts? Yeah. And they and they reacted appropriately yeah, because they, they Marcus, just go. Ah! <laughs> Marcus, like, they flip out. Marcus flips the table, trying to get like create space like, between yeah. them. The Airhead Aaron grabs the girl, throws yeah. her over, and just and runs run, out, the run door. out the door. Yeah, exactly. I love it. He's just like, we're getting the fuck out of here, yeah, girl. Yeah, like, fine, it's an appropriate reaction. Yeah. 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 like this is the reaction you should have had at the in the first place, yeah. or exactly. something similar to it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Marcus is left alone in the booth, and he pulls out a butterfly knife. Very eighties. Very eighties. But um, it's a sweet butterfly. Knife. Yeah. Yeah. But Hoax basically just backhands him, so pimp slaps him so hard <laughs> that he flies across the room, smashing into the wall. And he then Hoax just lights a match and sets the booth on fire by dropping it into a box of old uh-huh. film negatives. Well, when he throws them across the yeah, room, he knocked over some liquid a bottle falls of, over. A oh. film cleaner. Yeah. A film, film I, I, cleaner. I, I, and what he does is he, he picks up too. a cigarette takes off a, the floor, takes a big old drag, and then proceeds to light the weakest fire possible. Because it doesn't just like the whole thing doesn't go up in flames. But the box slowly burns. It slowly yeah. spreads, which was fine because I didn't need yeah. the whole like, erupt in flames. Because again, mm. this was one of the more Realistic. You drop it, it's it just seemed like they made it. Yeah. They made it to where all this was a flammable liquid. You would think it would have just like erupted. They did kind of give. Right, it if this film could whatever, I thought it was maybe like uh, because they show a bottle of Jack Daniels on the table, so I thought maybe the alcohol. No, it was, it was a film cleaner. Yeah. All right. So um, he sets the booth fire, and he did. He steps on Marcus's hand as Marcus is trying to reach for the butterfly knife. Hoax just. He, he he. You see his foot like mutate. Like he. Uh-huh. It's like something you see in, like a werewolf movie. Like his feet. His, rip his out clothes, of the shoes. Like, Burst out of his shoes. He's got like claws or big old talons on his clothes. Now the shoes rip off. And he reaches down, picks up the knife, and cuts off Marcus's hand with it. Which Marcus which takes. Way too smooth, by the way. Marcus takes really well. Aaron, how many bones are in the human wrist? Well, two. There's two big fat Just ones two, right like here. Up in, up you got your radial and ulnus. That's a radial, radius yeah, and, and ulnus. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. This so it slices yeah. through this guy's wrist with. Like butter, well, yeah, it's a, a fucking butter butterfly knife. knife. But which, I have my thing. If it was a and big, Marcus like, doesn't even really cleaver, react. I, get I it, mean, it, the, he does it like so smoothly in one cut with a knife. Like, there's no way it would go that easy through the bone. The That's only the thing I can think of is he has superhuman strength. Yeah, because he, he just knocked now. Marcus across well, the room and, with a pimp slap. And Marcus so. must be that fucked up. Maybe where he doesn't even react. Osteoporosis. What is it? The milk deficiency where you have to have milk and weak bones? I don't know. Uh, calcium deficiency, yeah. Right. Milk, milk we... deficiency. <laughs> well, not milk. I mean, osteoporosis where you have to drink milk on. Yeah. I don't know. Dude. That guy's got milk deficiency. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. by milk. So, I <laughs> thought he would have taken his, his stump at that point and just put it to the fire to yes, stop I the bleeding. Like, too. it might not Cut run out. This guy ain't but... Rambo. He's not that tough. Come on. That's a good idea, but come on. He ain't Rambo. He ain't doing that. <laughs> He's a street tough, Doug. Um, he's, <laughs> he's, a street he's a street tough. tough. Hoax is, at this point, Hoax like he's kind of leaves him there. I'm like, kind of playing, like, torment this guy. I thought this guy neat because he's kind of, he's kind of stares him down and then backs out of the room. Like, I'm gonna let you wither in pain for one. I'll be, I'm gonna come back to you later, which was an interesting uh, choice. choice. Yeah. So we cut back to Airhead and the random girl who are now on the roof of the theater. I'm like, what the. But, right, right. Like, why the goddamn hell would you run to the roof uh-huh. instead of the out the front door? And I wrote my note, well, I guess he listened to our theme song because we specifically have that in our goddamn theme song. <laughs> <laughs> why are you running up the stairs instead of out the door? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but and, the part is, they're both just 
standing yeah, there. Yeah. And she's shaking like a leaf because she doesn't have a shirt on. He puts a coat on her finally. Yeah. Isn't that she, weird? I'm not sure if she's shaking because she was cold or if she was like, I'm scared, I'm scared. But obviously she's cold. But he's just there like, duh. But she's the only person in this entire movie that ever shows any semblance of being cold. Because to me, the whole rest of the movie is, oh, this is probably like the spring or the – it's not summer because they're in school. But like fall or spring. Like I had no yeah. ever idea that it's supposed to be cold. You don't ride your motorcycle in <laughs> cold weather, right? No. Yeah. Well, Why did they have him give his jacket? Isn't that weird? Like it didn't fit to me. No, like, he's a punk kid. He's like whatever. Yeah. But maybe this is supposed to be his girl because he does save her when Hoax comes in. So he takes her and runs her out. But yeah. Marcus seemed to be like pulling on. It seemed like it was Marcus's girl. Well, the dude was regardless. Airhead. Re- yeah, yeah. <laughs> regardless, they're on the roof. Why don't they try to fucking find a fire escape and get down on the yeah. ground and run away? I just, why didn't run up in the roof in the first place? <laughs> anyway, so. Hoax appears behind him, just out of nowhere. He's like, hey. Which is kind of funny. He, like, throws his arm on your head, like, what are we, what are we waiting for, guys? What are we waiting yeah. for? <laughs> and, I got to say, hold on. Okay. That really made me laugh. I know. And I liked the character, the demon hoax, at that point yeah, a lot. Absolutely. Like, I heard you guys talking earlier about um, when I was gone, whatever you were talking about with hoax, like, changing appearance and doing all that. But Oh, the two hearts. When yeah. he walked in with yeah. the two hearts. But I, two things. One, I feel like... Did anybody else think that they made him look very Michael Jackson-ish Thriller. with the sort hair of, yeah. and the glasses and the gloves like you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier? I felt that. But I liked his comedy in the movie. I, I liked him too. just being the stupid demon me, that I, just I mean, wants to fuck I with know people. Yeah. He looked very reptilian to me more than demon. He yes. looked like a lizard yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. It was yeah. very scaly, not necessarily demon But he had but... humor in his yeah, stupid one-liners, yeah. and I, will, yeah, and I liked it. That. Yeah, yeah. He, I will give him that, Mark. Um, so anyway, Arian pulls out like this length of chain out of nowhere. He just pulls out his and doesn't he go <laughs> and the slowest? Yes, yes. It's no, no, he says, he says, "You're a dead motherfucker." <laughs> it's yeah. like the most drawn out <laughs> fucking thing. I'm like seriously, it's his war cry. Yeah. <laughs> so he's swinging around, he's trying to hit, and the Hulk just grabs him by the neck, lifts him off the ground with one hand, while the girl's screaming behind them, and. I just want to point out uh, the the shitty shitty makeup jab on the monster hand on Hoax because you can clearly see it's just an oversized glove he's yes, wearing. Yes. You can even see the flaps are folded back. Yeah. Right. Now I took a still of this. I have pictures of this on my phone, which I we will post on uh, our, on the Facebook page when this, this movie goes live, so you can see how bad this are. This is, and the com- the camera then cuts back to the girl screaming, and you hear Hoax. Or not Hulk, but you hear Airhead in the back room. He's screaming too, but we don't see the actual what happens. But when it cuts back to Hoax and Airhead, Airhead has now been impaled on the neon sign mm-hmm. pitchfork of the El Diablo Theater. Let's say that again. The neon sign, sign pitchfork. Mm-hmm. And he's just hovering there in midair. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's got like a big pitchfork thrown. Everybody knows what a neon sign is, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how does that hold his weight? Yeah. <laughs> Neon sign weighs what? Maybe five pounds. Airhead weighs hey, about two hundred pounds. Right, yeah. right. But and so he's sitting there. He's like shaking, like, uh, uh, and you see like sparks flying. He's so that's Hoax how he laughing. does. And uh, so Hoax now, Hoax goes took back pity to on the girl because he apparently leaves the girl alone. We never see the girl again. So it's a good point. Yeah, he doesn't touch the girl. Maybe he does know. because she never picked on him. Maybe, it could be. You maybe. never see her, so he might sure. be he's like, "You're fine." Go but at the same time, if he's <laughs> a dead demon. You'd think he'd kill everybody, but right. you never see her again. So he goes back for Marcus, who is now in 
another absolutely disgusting bathroom, uh-huh. wrapping his stump in toilet paper. I was going to say, you were talking about the guy putting, like, doing the hand. Oh, I have more about this bathroom it. has become. And I'm like, uh, well, Marcus with his stump, stump. on the floor. You know, that's like, infected. Stall. You know, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Which, Hulk, how much toilet paper does he have on this stump? <laughs> it, looks, it looks like a boxing glove. Yeah, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it's getting bloody and red, and yeah. he's wrapping it. It's just this, it looks like he's wearing a, a box, bloody yeah. boxing glove. Yeah, yeah. And God so damn, Hulk's like now like all <laughs> demon now. He's all demon. He finds him in the bathroom, and he just, he kills him. But we don't see how, because the camera pans away over the tops of all the well, stalls. It is kind of funny, going back to like the, the funny one-liners, it's like, when he finds the stall, he's got Marcus's hand. He's like, bye. Yeah. Like waves waves <laughs> no, Marcus's hand. I think he says, bye, bye. He says, oh, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, I do like that. And just... then he throws the hand. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's what the camera, he, and you see him like close in on Marcus, and the camera pans over the top of all the stalls, and you hear Marcus uh-huh. scream. And as the camera pans across the top, you can see how filthy it is, because there's just puddles of piss. And shit. Every, every, every toilet's yeah. disgusting. And then you get to the final stall where you see the hand on the floor and the toilet filled with blood. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. So this is before I found out that uh, the actor who plays Hoax did a huge catalog <laughs> of gay porn. Yeah. But when he threw away the, the hand, I was like, that's the gayest throw I think I've ever seen. Because <laughs> he just goes, wee! Like, a very fabulous throw of the hand. So now it makes sense. <laughs> so now Hoax is back at his home. He's lounging on the couch when, his mo- when Mother Lucy comes in and she starts yelling. I'm like, where have you been? Don't make me get this strap and blah, blah, blah. Never mind the fact that she somehow doesn't notice this gigantic demon hands or his the sunglasses or the giant amount of smeared blood on her oh, plastic covered like couch and it's funny because he's sitting on the couch just like oh leave me alone yeah. he's not really caring he just don't, he doesn't want to be bothered no, he's by not her trying to hide his demon and he's not trying to fuck with her either he's just chilling watching tv and so he finally stands up and has and he just slashes her across the face killing her and then he goes and kills her parrot, too. Her bird. Mm-hmm. Just like, I'm going to kill the parrot. For well, that's because no that's because the bird was saying, eh, not on the couch. Yeah. Yes. Eh, not on the couch. And when he reaches in, he grabs the bird, kills it. He goes, that's why there's fucking plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, yeah, like, that's what the plastic's for, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like they should have had that bird annoy him in the movie earlier. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. agree. I I agree. agree. Thing, like, where he's constantly... Annoying the hell out of yeah. That was a good joke. Which would make I agree. more sense for him to kill the bird. It was a good right. joke. There needed to be more buildup. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think the payoff would have been better. Absolutely. The potential was there. They, they totally just, agreed. It just fell flat. I don't think the bird even talks before. I didn't that. know there was yeah. a bird. But yeah, I, right. the, when you very first see Hoax. When he's eating the candy bar. See, it pans past the bird cave. Okay. But th- that's the first time you ever hear the bird talk. So, yeah, I agree. They should have had him mouthing off to Hoax mm-hmm. before. So. Now, Marty and Principal Angela arrive at Hoax's house, and she stays in the car. Angela Martinez. While he goes around to have a look still around not, the house. I'm still not sure why these two are involved in the storyline. There's at no all. point. There's no know. reason. <laughs> oh, I, I do. I don't, this just popped in my head. Whenever she introduced herself, maybe back in the school or whatever, mm-hmm. she's like, Hi, I'm Angela. My girlfriend and I both at the same time said, Angela, which is from Sleepaway Camp, if anybody's uh, yes. seen that horror movie. Yes. I don't know why we both did that. Well, going along with the Alyssa Milano. <laughs> I, I thought you were doing Angela. Angela. <laughs> yeah. like, well, who's the boss going on? Yeah. Angela. <laughs> That's better. Uh, <laughs> so, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, so Marty 
on, finds some last work on the side of the house. He starts climbing up to the second story. He's climbing He's the climbing lattice. Up, yeah, climbing and, and, up the devil's weed. Yeah, and, and the devil's and root. You'll see, yeah, because that's that's a good point. He's climbing up, and you see the they keep showing these plants with devil-like tails, like mm-hmm. spiked tails. I, can, I, I guess that's I thought it was just ivy because I wasn't that's the devil. That. That's the devil root that the Mama mom makes the tea, out makes of. The tea with. That's but they it. keep showing it's like. They're almost growing. It's like yeah, it was really. Strange. I, I just thought it was, I wasn't paying enough. I thought it was Ivy, but he's about to get to the win, like a bedroom window or something, where Mari just pops up in the window. Mar- like, startles Mari, scares Marty so much he that loses he loses his grip, mm-hmm. and he falls about what about half a story, yeah, two stories, like, and he, bumps, and he gets knocked unconscious. Yeah. So now Angela Martinez gets <laughs> out of the car and just. Walks in the front door. Yeah. She's like, walks right she in. She doesn't wait. She doesn't wait at all. She's just like, mm-hmm. you know nope. what? Fuck it. I'm going in. Yeah. And the house now is all dark. She Everything's in her a, cigarette. It's blue yes. light. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> she smokes that cigarette down to the fucking nub. Everybody. It's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, the only people that don't smoke in this movie are Hoax and Lucy. Okay, for anyone who ever has smoked, I mean, when you smoke it down that far, it's, oh, God. <laughs> like, you gotta be, really gotta be addicted. It's like, I'm getting every little last drag, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? So, when Angela walks in, the house is completely dark, except, but it's, like, lit in, like, a blue filter, like, blue light, and everything in the house is covered in snow and ice. Mm-hmm. So, and even one of the cats is frozen yeah. by the fridge, which yeah. I thought was funny. <laughs> which... And, Goes back to Chris bringing it up and earlier hell in the locker over. room when hell freezes over. That's when I saw that. And I was yeah. like, oh, God. I was like, oh, my God. That's it. That's right. why they said that. Um, so, uh, where were we? Yeah, so she hears Hoax <laughs> calling out to her. And she's like, hey, come upstairs. I'm upstairs. My mom's sick. Like, my and it's like the yeah. worst, obviously, fake help, voice. Like, mom. help me. Help me. It's like, I, any rational like, yeah, this is a, okay, a this, charade. The, the first floor is frozen solid. Exactly. Like, um, I would get the fuck out of there. There are yeah. things scrawled on the wall that says, no mercy. Yeah. You know, yeah. death to all, or something yeah. like that. Fuck that, yeah. I'm out. Go I wouldn't hell, even... mama. I'm gone. Same thing. I'm, like, I'm done. Just yeah. fuck out. I'm gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? Fuck you, Marty. Yeah. I'm out. So she goes up the stairs, uh-huh. and um, she goes and enters Lucy's bedroom, which is normal. There's no snow. There's no the picture ice. picture of Jesus on the yeah. door. It's all lit up, you know, nice. All the rest of the cats are in this room, and the curtains to the canopy bed are, are pulled. They're closed. And the, Angela approaches the bed. She pulls back the curtains, and we see that there's the form of somebody underneath the, the sheets. Cats are chilling next to her. And she pulls the sheets down, and we see Lucy's body, which has now been eaten by <laughs> several of her cats. Awesome. The cats are eating her corpse. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, like if cats. Aaron ever dies in his apartment, <laughs> Pip, <laughs> Pip and Navi have a delicious treat right for him. <laughs> I'm the only person who owns cats, I guess. Doug, do you own cats? Uh, I had one once. Yeah, so I, don't so have I have cats. Everyone, I had cats years, a long time ago. Everyone ago. busts my balls about having oh, cats. Gosh. But anyway, They're yes, filthy, filthy They would eat me. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. Because this scene was hilarious. Because uh, they pan on this cat's face. They make it look turned, like... It's like the, like the dramatic gopher. Yeah, and the cat is kind of looks cute. He's just like smacking his lips like, yeah, it's I'm t- eating this bitch. It's totally and it fitting too because like when... turns his head and it's got like blood over its muzzle and whiskers. It's when like, Hoax yeah. first like kills her, I was like, ah, oh, because I really liked her in the movie, you know, and I thought that was a fucking a weak ass death for exactly. her. Exactly. But then you see this and I was like, all right. right. <laughs> it kind of brings it back together. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So 
she like at that point she's like, all right, I'm getting the fuck out. She gets out, she goes out of the room, but she gets grabbed in the hallway <laughs> by hopes. And now he gets real creepy. Wait, wait, wait. He's got a great one liner. He's like, What? Cat got your tongue? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts removing her coat, all creepy, like and gets yeah. really hand. Like, I'm just waiting for her to like start grabbing her boobs or something like that. Uh, and he's but it seems and this this now that we already have this information. It makes sense. It mm. seems so unnatural. Right. Because he's kind of getting rapey on her, like, ooh, yeah. baby. And he's yeah. got that weird voice going yeah, for him, too. Yeah. But it's just, it just seems like instead he's of, being forced to do instead this. Instead of going straight for her boobs or whatever, he goes, like, he starts licking her hand. Yes! I was like, that's, that's weird. That's a weird move. Uh-huh. But he basically, then he, he just pushes her down the stairs. And she goes sliding down the stairs, chest first, yeah. like it's a fucking sled. You right, know? <laughs> right. Like she's sliding now, down. To me, yeah, that didn't fit at all. Like, first he was like, you're going to be my goddess or whatever. Like, right. Just, and then he just throws her down the stairs. Yeah, he's like, let's let's get it on. All right, we're going to hit him. You know, I'm going to take you, mm-hmm. you know, and then just, nah, change your mind. I'm going to throw you down the stairs. So he starts descending the stairs after her, and this is where the house begins to shake and collapse in the base of what we can assume is hell. It starts falling away into a pit, uh, like a bottomless yeah, pit. Yeah, basically hell. Yeah, but it's all frozen. Yeah, it's all it's, it's all ice. Abyss. And Spike finally shows up again. Yeah, and he helps. He's been him. gone for like yeah, 30, thirty minutes. He helps Marty up outside, and the two of them go into the house. And now the whole living room is a frozen hell. It's just fallen into a like frozen, a, a it's frozen a abyss. Yeah, it's like a abyss. giant yeah. camp, oh, cavernous. Cavernous mm-hmm. abyss. And just the, it was bit. just these, like this small little ledge around the wall mm-hmm. to walk on or stand on. The principal, and this is where I finally realized her name was Angela for some reason, <laughs> finally. Angela. Is, she's hanging on a broken piece of the floorboard, like a broken floor. And she's hanging over the abyss. And Hoax is standing above her. And he looks like he's going to try to help her. But he like drops her. Or, I don't know, I get confused, but Marty basically helps Angela up because Spike confronts Hoax. He's like, hey, you! And he's like, so Marty helps <laughs> Angela up. And Spike has what looks like the worst yeah. gun I've ever seen I in a movie. It looks like brass knuckles. Yeah, and a, what? I, I don't even know how uh, to explain how either. bad it doesn't look like a gun at all. At all. I didn't understand what it was. I didn't either. Like, first, is yeah. this a blaster from a science like, fiction yeah, movie? Yeah, it like looked an like an old, air like, gun or something. Black like, and white sci-fi movie. They just yeah. see, like Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's like this little <laughs> itty bitty metal pipe. So or it's like brass, brass knuckles. knuckles right. So it's like brass knuckles that go over his knuckles, and he's holding it, and it has this teeny tiny, you know, the caliber is so small on yeah. this. It's yeah. so small. Like, is this a homemade gun? That's thing exactly too. what I was thinking. Is this a homemade gun? I had the same thing too. I was like, is that a gun? What the fuck? What is he pointing <laughs> at? I was like, it was like a, like a, a spray. It's like a hose. Like, uh-huh. I, was like, I didn't understand what it was. I was right. like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? I'm like, like is oh, it? it's brass knuckles. Oh, that, that would have been hilarious gonna... if it was like a even hose for, nozzle. Even <laughs> even for like, a minute, I even like thought, when you're a kid, like, ah, oh, <laughs> I got my gun. Yeah. 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 I thought for a minute, for a split second, like, is it a lighter? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. What if he shot it and a flame came out and he lit a cigarette right there? A non-filtered cigarette. That was a lie. Like you pull the trigger and a flame, like a flame would come out. Uh, That's awesome. So it's so anyway. Uh, 
he shoots Hope. It is a gun. It's he, a yeah, gun. He pulls her in and it's just say, And let's just say face. it's 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 close range, all right? Yeah. This motherfucker is the worst, worst shot, shot <laughs> ever. They're about it, three feet, just out of arm's reach. Not even three feet. I just mean, out of arm's reach. Yeah. It just, grazes Hoax's face. It, it does like, rip his entire left cheek off. Still. But still, that's, he should be right between the eyes. Yeah. Dead should distance. be dead center. <laughs> um, Unless it, it really is a shitty homemade gun, and it just goes, <laughs> boom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously, you don't see what's happening. It just, it the bullet shoot just shoots shoot off shoots straight off to the left. So, Marty and Angela, <laughs> tried to get away by climbing up the icy stairs <laughs> and again and why the fuck are they going out up the stairs instead of out the goddamn front door which is directly behind them yes. <laughs> well it's maybe maybe right the floor behind them. maybe the only way out was up the stairs maybe the floor was collapsed well, even if it's collapsed Show, we get the land, yeah. you walk in the front well, and door then, and you go straight well, up the stairs e- even to get to the stairs they had to walk around walk across the one beam that they was left they had to they like tightrope walk they could have just made a Chandelier little hop comes across down. And, and out the door. There were also a lot of windows. Yeah. yeah. Which, which they were smashing at this point, in. If I had, like Chris, yeah. Chris like, nah, they have to go upstairs. If, if I had a handful of notes in my hand at this point, I would have just thrown them up in the air and let the papers fly away. At this point, like, why are you going out the goddamn window? <laughs> hey. I would have done, there's a second time coming up where I would have done the exact same thing again. Hey, I've gotten Maybe this the... far trusting Robert England. I'm going to continue <laughs> to trust Robert England. Yes, you follow him. Maybe the plot was so deep that the only way out, Marshall, was to go back in. <laughs> I like the way you delivered that. <laughs> nice. So, anyway, Spike gets knocked down by Hoax, who then spits a fireball at Spike and just misses him. But this is where he says that, you know... This is why we, this brings us back to the locker room scene. That's yeah. where I kind of... It's all... It's the reverse of the locker room scene. But just like, instead of spitting, like, just... he, It's a goddamn fireball. It's not a big one, but it's a fireball. Right. <laughs> But guess what? Hell froze over. Yeah. And so <laughs> it goes. <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah. Uh, it's just like to the, say. It's like, like, the like Mario Blood. So yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the fireball that Bill Goldberg spits in Santa's sleigh is more intimidating than yeah. this thing. Um, I gotta watch this Santa sleigh. That was awesome. Yeah. So upstairs, Martin and Angela are trying to escape by scaling across. The bank teller tube. That pneumatic tube. That leads from Hoax's room to Spike's guest house. And at which, this point, I want to say, whoever constructed this motherfucker. It's flimsy <laughs> as fuck. And this looks But it can so obviously hold two grown adults. Two grown adults. <laughs> so ridiculous While looking. While Hoax is shaking it. And at first, I'm like, it took me a minute to figure out what this was. Because I wasn't sure exactly. Like, At first, I was like, is that a fucking phone? Or like a, like, so just so this? the listeners realize, they're they're walking across it Home Alone style, like yes. Kevin McAllister. Yeah, that's what you've got to imagine that they're getting out of. But they're walking, so hands up and then feet. Yeah, down. so they're holding on to a rope above, and their feet are on the plastic yeah, tubing. Yeah, like across. We did this in boot camp. In yeah, the Army they're, they're shimmying across, across and this piping <laughs> should not support two no. grown adults. And why was no. there something above? Yeah, that's the thing. Why would that's there what be I was something above? Right. Like, they had to run some sort of a wire, maybe to. But what makes this even more <laughs> fucking begin. insane to me is that they're only on the second floor. Right. Just they're not drop. that high up 
They could just drop down and run away. You're quite <laughs> literally point. fighting a demon. Yeah. My first it. thought is, I don't care if I break one leg. I got the other one. I'm going to hobble I away. Mean, it, they're acting like they're up on my... This isn't fucking cliffhanger. Right. And they're acting like it's the highest. Like, oh, my right. God! Though let's say you did jump out and you broke your leg. Wouldn't you be pissed when what happens next? When he the opens up the fucking ground. It's not... Hellfire three, and brimstone. Three stories. Four stories. means like you drop, maybe you sprain an ankle or twist an ankle. It's like... You're fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, we used to jump off my buddy's like, right. one-story house yeah. all the time. Yeah, no. and it's not that. Yeah, they're on the on. It's not even on the top of the house. They're basically one floor up, really, because they're. Yeah, it's oh so infuriating. So hoax easily spots them because yeah. it's not. They're yeah. not hard to miss. <laughs> and he starts shaking the thing. He's laughing. Think it's hilarious. Like ha ha ha. He's shaking the the tube thing and uh, the pole or whatever, and it causes them to slip. And so now they're possuming across the tube, which if anybody doesn't know what possum means, it's basically when you're hanging Upside underneath down. a rope and like you're hanging underneath and you're shimming across. And um, Marty's yelling at Andrew to hang on, and she's screaming for dear life. And it is to me, it's like they're making this out to that intense. It's like the goddamn scene from King Kong where they're on like the tree log bridge and King yeah. Kong like yeah. shaking yeah, them yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's saying, again. Just fucking drop to the ground! <laughs> Good God! <laughs> Just drop and run! <laughs> Just drop and go, ow! Ow, ow! Okay, I'm going to get to my car and drive away now. <laughs> anyway, but now Hoax causes the ground beneath him to rupture, and Hellfire erupts from the fissure. And it's not small, it's huge! No, like the whole backyard is now a Hellfire of fists. This huge pit but opens I up. I also know it's like, None of the neighbors seem bothered by this. <laughs> There's holes on each side, but nobody's like, what's going on out there? And he continues to shake the tube, trying to knock them off. Well, maybe the neighbors know who Lucy is. Like, They're like, oh, fuck shit. this. I don't want anything to do with her. Um, Spike, or he turn, Hoax turns around to see Spike standing in the doorway. And Spike's like, hey, he tries to get Hoax out. He's like, let's have a heart to heart. It's like, come on, man. This isn't you. Ugh. And Spike tells him, like, hey, we can take that cross-country bike trip you've always wanted with a couple of hot babes on the back, just like you always wanted, man. You and me will do this. And it seems to work for a second. And Hoax kind of, like, lets go of Spike. He's like, okay, all right, you and me, all right, we got this. We're all and he right. talks he, in his old voice. He, yeah. He yeah. his old voice. Yeah. And, but they, and like, he hugs Spike. He's like, all right, they hug. And then, then the demon voice comes back and says, oh, he's not going anywhere. He's mine now. Or he's no longer here. And Spike's like, oh, shit. And he runs forward and tosses Hoax out the window. And Hoax... So simply. Yeah, so easily. And Hoax plummets into the fiery abyss of hell, which closes, starts closing up as he falls further, further into the depths of hell. Cut back to the hotline warehouse where Mark Dark is sitting in his office eating a jelly donut and looking at a (laughs) file with... Some black and white picture of some guy. And the phone rings. And we hear the demon voice again. As, you know. Someone from Tim, Memphis. For Tim from Memphis, Memphis Tennessee. Yeah. And then, they love me in Memphis. They love me in Memphis. And we see Dark place a picture of Hoax into the file. Roll credit. So Mark Dark was behind it the whole All time. Along. Collecting oh, souls that. through his 976 evil. Roll credits. Uh, so, but why would the hell mouth open if Hoax could be killed by it and just thrown in there? Because they weren't expecting Spike to throw him in there. The other thing I'm confused about is why why it gave up so quickly on Spike. Yeah, because Spike immediately was the one who initially 
called the number, right? Right. Yeah. And we saw we saw the guy in the very beginning get killed, right? We saw the girl. Well, I guess with when, the red uh, when, shoes. when Spike stopped. He didn't steal the gloves. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I think that's it. He, and he that, stopped. And, like, he didn't. Yeah, and the bitch and Camaro tried to kill him, uh, but I think that's as far as they could go with it because yeah. he's like, I'm not calling that number anymore. So maybe Fuck these that. other people like did some of the they, things. They listened that the to the horse said, going and followed then, the advice or something. Yeah. I think that, I, I kind of agree with thinking. that. So Spike yeah. stopped just short. Right. Yeah. That kind of bothered. I was like, how come it didn't fucking follow Spike one one bit? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I kind of thought the same thing. I thought Spike was gonna be more, but we gotta move on. So we're moving on to favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. All right, now favorite kills. Not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, well, there was a lot of death, but there wasn't a whole lot of on-screen kills yeah. stuff. So um, we're just gonna, we're gonna go. Let's go uh, 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 clockwise for me. So we'll start with Chris. What's your favorite? What was your favorite kill? Well, I was gonna go with the one in the the start with the the guy with the electrocution and the, the blowing up. Phone of the, yeah. yeah, but I think I gotta go with Airhead. Okay. I mean, being <laughs> impaled by oh, a neon light fucking Every time I sing, I just think of Simon work. Garfunkel, uh, Sound of Science. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, as as unrealistic as it is, I mean, that neon light wouldn't hold my dick as opposed <laughs> to, like, you know what I mean? Like, because it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> you been looking at my window or something? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I have a giant telescope in my window. <laughs> 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 Nailed it! Uh, I just thought it was fucking funny as hell because, like, I don't know, it throws me. It's almost like hoax is like jumping and clapping, yeah, and laughing, yeah, yeah. And, like the whole time, you know. <laughs> Plus, there's like a Freddy move, like where he like shoves his nails in the airhead first, and then grabs him by the throat, and then impales him. Yeah, on we don't want to see enough of it though. Yeah. But all right, uh, Aaron, favorite kill? That was mine too. Right. Uh, that was the one I had lined up. I do like that. I, it was the. It was the applauding, like the giddy pleasure that Hoax got out of it. He's jogging in place, like clapping his hands after he just impaled Airhead on this ridiculous pitchfork, which I don't really remember seeing before. Like it's there at the very I, beginning. I remember kind of seeing it, but not to the point where you can impale somebody. On it's it. there, but it, in the very beginning, it's like straight up and down. Yeah, and, and this thing has obviously been bent in uh-huh. towards to hang over the roof so he can be impaled. Anyway, it doesn't make sense. But yeah, that was my, that was Doug, my favorite kill. Doug, favorite kill? Uh, my favorite kill is when the car hit Spike, and you didn't realize it, but he died, and the whole rest of the movie was a <laughs> fucking dream. <laughs> because there's no other explanation <laughs> than that. It was like a, a Jacob's Ladder scenario, right? Yeah, nice. Uh, I, liked, I did like the girl with the spider because that w- it was so unrealistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But all those... My thought was in real life, you saw the spiders crawling around. Mm. So they brought in, like, whatever, 27 tarantulas. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, how did they do that? That's awesome. Spider called... wrangler. Yeah, that's what I said. I think they're called spider wranglers. In yeah, real life, wrang- the yeah. people? Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. mouse or animal wranglers. They're all spider, snake wranglers, whatever kind of they have. What kind of there must have been a cat wrangler. wrangler, too. There would be a cat uh, wrangler. Cat which wrangler. would be a pussy wrangler. Ooh. Which would not be hoax. Hoax is not a pussy wrangler. I would love I would love to have that business card. Pussy wrangler. Pussy wrangler. Uh, my favorite kill. I'm just. I hate all of them. But so I, I was so disappointed because I didn't want this to be my favorite kill. But I'm going with what Chris. My original favorite kill is the opening kill with the guy, yeah. the ridiculous guy getting ex- killed by an exploding 
payphone. Because uh, <laughs> to me, everything else fucking sucks. Yes. <laughs> I, I, Airhead is probably my ba- my next one. And if Lucy would have gotten straight up killed by her cats, yeah. that would have been awesome. That but been she cool. does, yeah. that's not her death scene. She gets killed by Slash across the face and her cats just ate her. Yeah. So that's not a death scene. Uh, so that's me. Favorite kill. Is Doug okay, has the smallest bladder in the world. Yeah. I swear <laughs> there weren't too many to choose from. No, you know, that's what I'm saying. But all right, moving on to um, maybe maybe uh, Marcus with dysentery or something. <laughs> <laughs> tetanus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Okay, so starting with our ratings. Uh, IMDb gives it a 5 out of 10. Of course. Uh, Amazon. 3.5? 3.9. Very Ooh. close. Now, Rotten Tomatoes. Woo. 9% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes Ooh. with a 28% audience But score. it was only like out of 11 reviews or something like that, But right? still, but... Rotten Tomatoes uh, is bad. And that, I was like, you know what? That's got to be one of our all-time lows. And it's close. The only movies we've ever done that rank lower than this movie on Rotten Tomatoes are... The Wicked's with 5%, yes. Jack Frost, 7 and Shocker with 8 <laughs> wow. wow. So this is number four on the all-time worst movies, one according, our, to, Rotten according to Rotten Tomatoes. This is one of our worst movies. Um, plot keywords, nothing real fancy, but a lot of animal-related ones, which are weird. Like frog dissection, fragments of glass, fish, cat. Then it goes a telephone fish. call, telephone number. Phone number in title, number in title, and digit in title. So all you number fanatics out there looking for a movie, this is there you go. <laughs> number files, number files, well, number. Well, the title of the movie num- is nine seven six evil. I mean, yeah. um, so nothing really good through plot keywords. Um, trivia. All right, there is a de- there's a actually a little bit of fun things. Um, according to what I found, JJ Cohen who played Marcus. Apparently has lost thirty pounds to play Marcus for this movie. He lost weight to play the role that oh, has the least amount of it validity. A, it could have been a fatter, heavier bully. Who cares? What's the point? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, actually, Marcus was actually pretty. Yeah, I was gonna say he looked. He looked pretty, like he was in pretty good shape. Out, yeah. Did he lose thirty pounds of muscle? It just says thirty pounds, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Because he looks fit. You know, yeah. he looks like a pretty like he looks like he's the lead of the group, like a little muscly. He's the muscly yeah, yeah, guy. Right, yeah. Right, right. Um. So. Uh, it's all count, it's counting all that money. The, <laughs> the exterior of the El Diablo Theater was actually just a model they made, which was four feet long and two feet high. Oh. So just a model. Oh, wow. Um, now, here's an interesting one. Marcus was originally supposed to be killed by being thrown off the roof of a building. So I'm guessing the, the theater. Probably. Mm-hmm. By hoax. However, it had to be changed to get killed in the bathroom because of the low budget, which is another reason why I probably didn't see it. They just had to improvise, say, right. okay, we'll pan over. Um the scene where Aunt Lucy is being eaten by the cats, the dummy for her body was filled with chunks of tuna to get the cats to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, here's this devil, and I think we've covered most of this, but devil food stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We already talked about the devil twins snack right. cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, Spike's food is deviled egg sandwiches. The yeah. diner's name, Dante's Diner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the Diablo Theater, which was the yeah. one. Right. So... I want to say that I might be missing one, but there was a lot of devil references. In there. I think I think we knit like those are the big ones that jumped out to me. If anybody right. else noticed any other, um, I didn't notice. Uh, anything, full but... disclosure: 
Uh, I do have a small bladder when I drink, but it's not been the bladder. It's been that Chris mentioned crank a couple times, and I had some in my pocket. <laughs> so I'm taking a couple crank breaks. Get a little bump. Jesus get a little Christ. Bump. Come on, guys. Uh, now, this is just a weird one. This is just poor editing and just somebody completely overlooked. But an actress by the name of Mandy, Mindy Seeger is credited in the opening credits. Uh-huh. But when you look at the closing credits, she's not, not listed in the cast at all. Who is she? We don't know because she just listened in the opening credits. Mindy Seeger in the opening credits. Let's say who she is. It's her name's there. She's probably cut out of the movie. But then when you go to the uh-huh. closing credits, character, I went through every. She's not in the cast speaking at all. Of, ah. Speaking of poor editing, and this is something that I just kind of noticed that opening scene where that guy uh, goes to the telephone booth in the dark alley. Originally, it's a rotary dial. All right. Oh. But when he goes to grab it. It's, it's a touch tone. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Good eye. Here's, a here's also another scene where Spike dials the number outside the mechanic shop. It says dial 666. Where he goes, mm-hmm. It's like beep, beep, bonk. So, like, <laughs> so he doesn't actually have 666. Yeah. The third tone is different. So he, yeah. he doesn't hit 666. That's weird. Like they had to film that twice with two different phones. Like I why guess. did you even, why right. was there even right. two phones on set? Exactly. Yeah. Like, why not just exactly. have the one phone? Exactly. All right, moving on to Unless our game show. they trying to put like. Uh, whatever. Sorry, Moving on to the budget game. Oh, shit. <laughs> Time for Aaron to blow his wad with the budget game. Now, the budget game today <laughs> is a little different because I could not find the actual budget mm. information. So what I did find is we're going to play Guess the Gross. Oh. How much money did this movie make in the <clears throat> theaters? So, <clears throat> everybody think of your number. Chris, what's your, what do you think this movie made in the theater? Now, does the winner get the blue jello shot? Which Chris already deserves, really. Yeah. I have a, we have can two. I, we have uh, is, can you give me anything that I can go off of here? I mean, like, how long what, was it what, in theaters? When was it Where released? Was it released? March like, 24th, 1989. March 24th, 1989. Okay. Think, okay, it, most of these gross numbers, I think, are the first, like, two months of its okay. release. So it's not, like, a whole lot. All, okay, well, I, I got you. I got you. I know this is a little challenging. I, it's different because it's the only number I could find, so I thought we'd try it. Just, I don't know, throw it out there. Take a guess. We well, said it already, like Rotten Tomatoes gave it, like, so it didn't get a good review no. at all. Audiences, gave 9%. What was audience, audiences? What was audiences again? Audience was, I think, 28 or 24. 28%. 28%. So audience gave it twenty eight percent. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 9%. nine percent. So the audience liked it better than critics. The critics. Mm-hmm. Again, this is also critics nowadays. Not this is nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes now Shit. liked it. That there was no Rotten this Tomatoes. Is, I think back this then. is harder than like. It might be. Anybody else have a number? We, so All we, right. So I'm going to go ahead and take a guess. Uh, 1989, March. Not a big movie month, but at the same time, horror films always do well. They always do pretty decent. They do more than the budget. My budget guess for this was probably going to be one point five million. So I'm going to guess. Th- I'm going to guess four million dollars for the the uh, gross. Okay, um, Doug, do you have a guess? Um, God, something wants to make me go under a million. Like I feel like this movie didn't make a million for the, dollars for the gross. Could have been a bomb Could've in the bomb. theaters. Wow. Big bomb. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go, I'll go, you know, 999,000. One dollar under uh, <laughs> a million. 9.9 thousand. Yeah, I feel like it made right under a million okay. profit. Now, Chris, what's your right. 
Yeah. Where did Aaron go? Four. Basically four. All right, I know Aaron blows his load, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to cut that in half. I'm going to say two. Two, two even. All right, two mil. This is a close call because uh, you kind of split it in half. <laughs> it's a three. The, the, the gross was two million nine hundred ninety-five thousand nine hundred. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's two Jello shots. They both do them. We have two Jello shots, but the problem is the surprise. Gift I have for the winner of the budget game was a 1980s phone landline complete with everything. So it looks rotary, but it's touchstone. It looks rotary, but it's touchstone. That is a great gift. Found it at a thrift store today for three dollars. Wow. Chris, do you have a landline? I know. I don't either. You put it on your mantle and enjoy it as a as a decorative conversation piece. You can keep it for two months, but then I want it back after two months. Deal. Okay. So all right, all right. They get their jello shots. Moving on to five star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. I only wrote down four um, from. JGC. I love this movie. I remember watching it back in the day when it was shown on Up All Night. Yes. Hosted by Rhonda Sear. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. I bring it up because Aaron and I talk about that all the time. Fuck yeah, I remember that I show. Love and that we, show. we could never remember who the, the girl's name was. Everybody knows Gilbert Gottfried. But all I remember were her tits. Up all night. Blonde girl, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Anyway, the moral of the movie is not to call many payphone lines unless you're some geeky kid from the 80s who doesn't have anything better to do. <laughs> Five stars. Well, he was watching, looking at National Geographic to get his porn. And yeah. yeah. Poor guy. So, Bruce Fifey. <clears throat> 976 Evil is pure gold. Sex and Satanism at its finest. Sex Five stars. Sex and Satanism. Well, he is and... drawing like, some demonic pentagrams on his floor. Yeah, I mean, but... Anyway. Was, From a customer. <laughs> 976 Evil is a fine B movie, though I did find some of the aspects of Satanism and Satanic ritual to be biased, inaccurate, and geared simply for the movie... Viewing audience, five stars. Now, this is a real Satanist who's like, guys. That's exactly yeah, what right. I thought. Like, yeah. get your, <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Which is why they might be anonymous on here. Do your research, guys. Get your facts straight. <laughs> That's not how you do a pentagram. So you don't put the candles there. You put them over here. Right. <laughs> anyway. And from T. Anderson, 976 Evil. What a film. The most hilarious thing about this disgustingly low-budget masterpiece is that it makes the makers of this film actually took themselves seriously. The plot is terrible. The acting is even worse. But there are some memorable lines. Five stars. Hmm. So that's it. Final thoughts. So bad it's good. So bad it's scary. We got to start wrapping this up. We're going way over time. So, Chris, what's your final thought? Where do you got to be? What do you mean way over time, right? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, shit. What are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the well, listeners. Here, you know. I mean, immediately when I saw that it was directed by Robert England, I was like, awesome. You know, and, and the fact that it's uh, late 80s, so we're right in the... Like I said, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street wheelhouse. Yeah, and, right in the prime time. The peak. And I, man, I, I don't know. I, could, I, t- I totally got on board right away. Within the first three minutes, the guy, I mean, gets blown out of the fucking fingerless, fucking gl- phone. fingerless, fingerless gloves. gloves, the self, the the phone, car phone, car phone. the mm-hmm. whole thing. Ah, I say so bad, it's good, man. Honestly. All right, so bad, it's good. From Chris, I watched it twice and it was. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm gonna go. I was watching it. I think the movie had potential. I think the editing let it down. Sure. The introduction of pointless characters that had no, 
Was he a PI? If he was a PI, what was he investigating? Who was he working for? Who was he working was for? He was he a cop? Was he a guy who wrote for Mystic Magazine? Yeah, why was he? Yeah, exactly. what they the, never established why he's there in the first what place. What the fuck was with the Marty character? Spike was generic and boring. The Street Toughs were awesome, <laughs> but... It's only because you named them Street Toughs. Yeah, I think that's the only reason they were pretty <laughs> cool. And to be perfectly honest, I really like the actor who played Hoax. I like him. Stephen in, Jeffrey. I really liked him a lot. Even after in, you um, know that he did like 50 por- uh, gay porn movies? Yeah, that's fine. But in, it, it, when he Not was that f- there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, no. exactly. Okay. In Fright Night, I loved him so much in Fright Night. He was fantastic in Fright Night, and I think he was doing pretty good at this. <laughs> but it just wasn't – it just didn't – it didn't work together. It, it moved – it moves slow in the beginning and too fast at the end. So bad it's scary. Scary for Aaron. All right, Doug. Um, I have to pretty much agree with Aaron that this guy, Stephen Jeffries from Fright Night, I've got an Oh, You're So Cool Brewster t-shirt. Yes, because, you do. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love that character, and I've always wanted to see 976 Evil. So I was very glad that you told me you were doing this movie. And uh, – I would. I don't think it deserves such the low ratings. It's an '80s horror movie, directed by Robert England. That's what you're getting out of it. So mm-hmm. I mean, so what's what's my options? Good or scary? So bad it's good. So bad it's scary. So bad it's good. I liked it. I mm-hmm. had fun with it, and I could see myself watching it again sometime. All right, um, I'm gonna try to keep this short. Uh, I'm going so bad it's scary. I agree with Aaron. I had high hopes for because this is one like you said. I always wanted to see. I remember from like, being a kid, mm-hmm. I wanted to see. I wanted to see. I got around to it. This movie just angered me in so many ways. <laughs> so it's characters doing stupid shit like running upstairs and outdoor. Not I just the kill sucked. You guys are. Jaded. I feel. I feel my blood pressure <laughs> rising just trying to think about this. I'm just, fuck it. I'm going so bad it's scary. So we are split Ooh. two and two this week. Yeah. So. Now you know it'd be interesting, and this is just real quick. If this was redone today with cell phones. Oh, okay. Well, the thing is, actually, there's this cor- st- uh, novel called Cellular, or Cell, I think, written by Stephen King, which is vaguely this. It's about people who use and so- stuff comes through the cell phone airwaves and p- turns people into, like, crazy, mm. bloodthirsty so, maniacs. Hello? Uh. It's, it, 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 it's very <laughs> similar, um, but it's, I think it's a better story. But, yeah, it could be, it could be made with cell phones. Yeah. Um, so, all right, there he is. We're split two and two. Uh, you decide, fans. Yeah, if you, you want to watch it. Listeners watch at it. home, if you've seen it, you decide. Let us know. All right. Um, Absolutely. One thing I want I meant to mention at the beginning, so anybody who's actually still listening, thank you, appreciate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will be look out on our Facebook page and Twitters and website. We're getting ready to launch our March Madness of Horrible Horror March Movie ba- Madness, oh, um, where we will be taking all the horror movies we have done so far and putting them in a bracket to find out which is the worst of the worst that we've done oh, so wow. far. That's a great so idea. You can awesome. um, vote on them and give us your comments. We'll we'll keep it updated on Facebook and our website and Twitter what m- movies are going head to head for each particular Let's thing. See, I'm gonna vote and there's a lot of them that we're kind of on the fence. We're, we're, with. Getting, we're about ready to fill out the bracket, so hopefully we're going to start that first week of February is our goal to get that started. So. Come March, we will crown our worst of the worst champion. Your votes determine the outcome. And right. if you don't vote, it's up to us, and we'll say, fuck you. We'll pick it based on what we think. <laughs> My vote um, is the houses of the November build October or October build. build and, will this movie uh, be in the brackets? We don't know yet. Maybe I, I haven't will. seen that yet. As the worst movie? Uh, is that God, pretty good? Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> anyway, follow us on Facebook. Follow also us on our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. On, we're on Twitter at so bad it's scary. You can follow us on Podbean. Uh, horriblehorror.podbean.com and subscribe to us, like us, check us out on YouTube. Share us, spread the word. We all free. We do it because we love this. We love you. 
Um, we love our moon goons out there. So we will be back later. Until then, watch more horror movies. Take care, moon goons. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Later.